2: Recorded live.
3: Good afternoon and thank you for joining me today for conversations and support for targeted individuals. Today is Sunday, May ninth, 2016, and I am your host, Renata. Before we get started, we'll just play a song uh, while we wait for others to join the call. And this song is Tasha Cobb's Break Every Chain.
4: hope you guys
2: can hear it. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus.
5: Great every chain, change, great chain, break change, great Break every change, break great as we change, great as we change, great as we change. There is our... Come
2: on. The Come
5: on. Come on, you'll declare it. There is...
2: There is power. There is power there in the name. and we know where to begin. Break, break
6: every
2: Break great Great, great, great Break great Great, great I've enough There's a long lonely... meek
4: Man. That was Tasha Cobb's Break Every Chain. Let me just uh stop the Let me stop the uh the song because the next one we'll play. All right. Amen. So uh welcome again.
3: To everyone who is on today's call, this is Conversations and Support for Targeted Individuals. And I appreciate all of you being here. We will start with our scripture for the day, and it comes from Matthew 6, verses 8 through 15. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore pray ye. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Okay, okay, so those are very loaded scriptures. That was about nine scriptures or so. Um, I'm going to start with verse 8. But ye therefore like unto them... For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. God already knows what we have need of. He knows we need peace. He knows we need joy. He knows we need love. He knows the material things we need. He knows we need companionship. He knows we need a car. He knows we anything we need, a job, money, food. He knows what we have need of even before we ask. So fret not. Do not worry. As, the other, as another scripture says, if God calls the, the, the lilies of the field, he takes care of the birds. He takes care of everything in his kingdom. He will take care of us as well. Okay? And then this uh, scriptures 9 through 13 tells us one of the ways we can pray. It gives us a prayer. Uh, verse 10 says, thy kingdom comes, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will will be done. It does not seem as if God's will will be done, but it will be done. It's already purposed in heaven. So God's will on this earth is going to be done, and he uses people like us, everyday people, to ensure that his will will be done here on this earth. Okay, verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread is the word of God. We should be reading our word every day. We should be getting our bread daily. That is how our spirit grows. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. If God forgave us, when he hung on the cross, he forgave us of all of our sins. And we should be forgiving anyone who has trespassed against us. We should not hold anything in our heart. We cannot hold anything in our heart and make it into heaven. For if you forgive men that trespass, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So you cannot expect to walk around holding grudges against people and expect that the Lord will forgive you. You have to have a forgiving spirit. Does that mean that you have to accept? Ex- Accept everything and you have to deal with people who have harmed you and done you wrong no I don't believe it means that I believe I interpret this scripture to me that we cannot hold anything in our hearts we give it to God and we leave it with him but it doesn't mean God doesn't call us to be fools or be foolish we have to be wise does not mean you have to entertain those people and keep those people in your company and deal with them on a daily basis, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means you're not holding anything. You're giving it to God because God will deal with them. Vengeance is is his. It's not ours. He's going to deal with them accordingly. Our job is to not hold it but to release whatever we need to release to God. Forgive people who have hurt us in the past. Let it go. That's how I Interpret the scripture to me. Let it go. Doesn't mean I have to be in their company, talk to them on the phone, any of that. It just means that I'm not holding it. I'm not holding it, and I think that it 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 also uh, releasing things also serves another purpose because I believe that when you hold things. It causes bitterness. It causes you to walk around a very angry person. You will see some people are just angry. Their whole continence is just angry. I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. As a young adult, I was a very angry person for various reasons. That's not a good feeling. That's not a good feeling. I believe it causes uh, health problems like migraines, maybe even cancer. I don't know. I don't have any medical anything to back that up, but that's just my personal belief. But I will tell you this. It does not feel good to walk around bitter and angry. So the Bible tells us to forgive, and I I personally think that's a good thing because the person who you're holding the grudge against, more than likely they're going on about their life. They're not thinking about you. But you are holding this grudge, which will fester and fester and fester, and eventually for some it turns into something bigger and people explode and people do things they later regret. Some people end up in addiction, some sort of addiction. It could be alcoholism. It could be prescription pills. It could be uh, drugs. It could be sexual addiction. It could be all kinds of things because we're holding on forgiveness. So let it go. Trust that God will deal with them accordingly. Pray for their salvation. That's a hard thing to do, to pray for someone who has harmed you. It's a hard thing to do, but it should be done. You pray for them. You release it. It's over. It's over in your mind, and just know that karma's real. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna come back to them. You know, not that you wish anything bad on anyone, but it's just the law of the universe. What we put out there, it comes back, good or bad. I believe the good that we put out out there comes back as well. So, again, I'll give you these scriptures. These are uh, very good scriptures. This is uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verses 8 through 15. So read that when you have a chance. Those are really good. And that gives you a real good
4: prayer um, to pray as well. Okay? Amen. All right. Okay, so let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus,
3: Lord, pour out your spirit on this call today. Pour your spirit out on every person who comes to this call. Lord, let your will be done on this call, and most importantly, let your will be done in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for breaking every chain, every chain that seeks to hold us back, Lord, every chain of oppression, depression, defeat, hopelessness, and anything, Lord, that is not of you. Help us to rise in your power, Lord, and rise in your authority, the authority that you gave us, Lord. You said that we have the power to tread upon scorpions, Lord. You told us that we could speak to mountains, Lord, and the mountains would be moved. And we speak to every mountain, every peak, and every valley that seeks to hold us back in our lives, Lord. We thank you for everything, Lord, everything you've done and everything you're going to do in our lives. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
4: All right, let's just see how everybody is doing today. Memorial
3: Day weekend, holiday weekend. For those of us who work, we really appreciate these holidays. For those, I should say, for those of us who deal with the workplace harassment, we really appreciate these holidays because we don't have to, uh, to go in and, and deal with that, at least for one day. We get that one-day break, so amen. Thank you, Lord, for that it's warm here in California. It's uh, it's sunny. The weather has been nice. If you like warm weather, I'm not a fan of warm weather. I like it pleasant, but not, not too hot, and it's it's a little warm here. Um, and I hope that the weather is nice where you are, because the sun makes us feel better, I think. And just going out in it and enjoying nature, oh, that's a good thing. And if you're the type that uh, that doesn't go out, you should challenge yourself to go out and enjoy um, God's great uh, universe. I went out. I wore myself out yesterday. I went, oh, I was so tired by the end of the day. I went everywhere yesterday. I So many places. Not literally everywhere, but a lot, a lot of places. And from city to city to city. And I was so tired by the end of the day, but... I saw some extremely beautiful scenery. I love the great outdoors. I love nature. I love the the scenery. Scenery is just beautiful to me. Um, when you can see the mountains and the trees and the birds, I just love that. So I saw some of that yesterday, and, um, and it made me think about the, the, the TI community. I was really saying to myself, I hope everybody is out enjoying nature because nature has a real healing effect, and it's just, uh, it's just beautiful, just the sounds of nature, and it's beautiful. So I hope you guys get out and enjoy that. Um, welcome to all visitors, and thank you to anyone who has referred someone to this call. I really appreciate it. If you are a visitor, start eight and uh, you can be the first to talk, the first to speak. Everybody gets a chance to speak. Anyone who desires to speak will get a chance to speak on this call.
7: Um,
3: You do not have to speak if you don't want to, but if you want to, you will get a chance.
4: We don't have a long time to speak, but we do have a little while. Hang on one second. (laughs) Okay, so the purpose of this call
3: is to process. It really helps to talk about what you're going through. It's not complaining, it's not having a pity party, although sometimes we have pity parties. I do too. Nothing wrong with it. We just don't want to stay there. We want to just process it and get it out and 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 continue to try to move forward. okay? So process what's happening to share information. There are people on this call who have a wealth of information. Uh, people who have been targeted for a long time have found solutions to what they're going through, and they share them on this call. and it has been very, very helpful over the years. and to uh, to, to have someone who or people who you know support you, they're there for you, they're there to listen to you. Um, they don't think you're crazy. We don't think you're crazy. We're all going through the same thing, maybe a slightly different way, but we're going through the same thing. Okay, so those are the purposes of this call. There's more than one way to join the call. You can call in, which most of you did. You can join through the chat room, which is TalkShoe.com. You put in the code one one four six one six, and we'll join you with the chat room. Uh, let's see. You can listen to the archives. You go to TalkShoe.com, you put in the code, it'll take you to the archives. There's a lot of archives there. okay? If you are not on the distribution for this call, I do send out an invitation every week, letting just reminding people of the call, and it gives the code and everything. So you can send me an email at REMU2 at Hotmail.com. All right, everyone who desired to go to church, I hope you went to church. This morning, if that's what you chose to do, Um, going to church is up to the individual. But I would recommend that you listen to uh, one of the um, church sermons on YouTube or some of the other websites. It doesn't have to be YouTube. Or uh, directly visit one of the church's websites because it's just good to be under a ministry, under some sort of ministry, even if you're not there physically Virtual is fine as well. So here are a few that we here have some people here have listened to and recommend. One is called Three Hearts Church. You can find them on YouTube. Destin Ministries, D-E-S-T-I-N-E-D Ministries. Dr. Charles Stanley. Fitz Houston, F-I-T-Z Houston. And Refuge from the Storm, which is Dr. Millicent Black. She is a targeted individual as well. She comes on every Saturday on Talk Shoe at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard, 6 Eastern, and her call ID is 140567.
4: Okay? And if you know of a good ministry, please let us know.
8: Let's
2: see.
4: Last Thursday,
3: there was a uh, a conference call that was set up for the Arizona, and I can't remember, I think oh, I want to say Phoenix, but I might be wrong. Anyone who was on that conference call, um, please let me know the city in Arizona um, that this call was geared towards. But the Richmond, California City Council people um, had a conference call with the Arizona, and again, I can't remember which city in Arizona, but with the Arizona city council people to try to explain to them about targeting because, as you guys know, the Richmond, California uh, city council people and the vice mayor, I believe Jamanka is the vice mayor, uh, they know about targeting. They support the targeted community. They have put uh, resolutions and laws in place to help the targeted individuals. And so now what they're working on is educating different uh, city leaders on targeting so that they can also um, roll out some of these um, resolutions and laws all across America and maybe uh, other countries. I'm not sure because I'm not really involved with that. but. Um, I was I was told about this conference call, so I did share um, the time and the code with people who I know in Arizona. So we listened in on a conference call. So that conference call happened on Thursday. I think that they are waiting to hear if they're going to get a follow-up meeting with the city council people in Arizona. So if you are in Arizona, try to connect with the group of people there. Um, if you send me an email, I can send you – um, the information, or I can pass your information on to the people who I know who are targeted individuals in Arizona, okay? So REMU2 at com. I don't have a lot of information, but I can try to get more information for you guys if anybody is interested. I think it's a really good thing, really, really good thing. And I know that um, Amy Anderson is spearheading that. I believe Amy Anderson is spearheading that. So good job, good job.
4: Okay, so that's the end of the announcements that I have. All right, so um as I shared, I did some fun things this
3: weekend, which is a, a good relief. It's a good relief to kinda uh break away from targeting, targeting, targeting all the time. Although it's 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 um always present, even when we're out doing things we enjoy or around people we enjoy being around, it's usually going to be present, but it should not stop us from enjoying life, because life, uh, God wishes that we have, let's see, what's that scripture says? He wishes that we have life and life more abundantly. He wishes that we have an abundant life, that we enjoy our time here on earth. It doesn't always have to be serious um, conversation and Everything doesn't have to be deep, and we don't have to walk around mad. You know, we have a life to live. and We should live it. So as I said, I did get out in nature because that's enjoyable to me, and uh, and I had a real good time. I was exhausted by the end of the day, but I had a really, really good time. So that brings me to the uh, question of the day. What's the last fun thing you did that did not include targeting?
4: What's the last fun thing? Have you had fun lately? Do you know you deserve to have fun?
3: So that is the question of the day. What is the last fun thing you did
4: in your life that was enjoyable? All right, Star Eight, if you would like to speak. Hi, Jerome.
9: Yeah. Hi there. It's, um, interesting question. Um. Uh, I sound like a broken record, but you know, it goes like this. Um, I don't live my life uh, around this garbage. I don't. Um, People make it the apex of their existence. I don't do that, okay? Um, Last fun thing that I did, I always have fun. I always go out. I go to dancing sometimes. I do my karaoke. I do my workout, which is fantastic. Sometimes I go for walks or just... And with people that I've known for for a while, like friends or family, like I, I don't do this uh, uh, ti thing. I try not to let that rule my life. It's not my. It's not the apex of my existence. They want it to be my the zenith of my uh, of my life of my existence. But it's I don't do that. It's um. I have fun all the time, even though I'm in this program. I still my group thing. I still. I still have fun with life. I mean, once this life is over, it's gone. You, what are you going to say when you're on your death? Oh, I should have tried to squeeze more time, even though with a T.I.? That's too late. You know, have, have a drink and be merry. Do what you do and have fun doing what you do. Dance or just run around butt naked. I don't know what turns you on, but um, have fun with this life. I mean, make heaven here on earth for yourself. Don't let these garbage oh. cans. Don't let these. Don't let these people ruin it for you. I have fun every day, so I. I don't remember the last fun thing that I did because I have fun all the time. You know, maybe going to a movie or something. I just I did a workout with my son on Friday, and we just spent the time uh, together, and we just uh, did some kung fu because we're both black belts, right? So I just spent the day Friday like that, and it was great. The it, it was sun was great, and everyone was in a great mood. So yeah, there you go.
4: Very good. Very good. Thank you, Jerome. Okay. Okay, uh, Star 8, if you'd like to speak. What's the last fun thing
3: you did? The last fun thing, even if it was 15 years ago. (laughs) What was it? I want to know what it was. What was the last fun thing? Because you owe it to yourself to go on with your life. Smile, laugh, be around people you enjoy being around. Or even if you have to be alone, that's fine too. Go out and do what you enjoy doing. Soak up the sun. It's been real, really nice weather in most places lately. Star eight. Does
4: anyone like? Or would anyone like to speak? Star eight. All right, nobody wants to speak. Hello. California. Hello. Hello. Hi.
10: Hello. Hi. Hey. That's a good question. I haven't had fun, real fun, in a very long time. And that, that's the point of me bringing
3: this up, because I think um, that's most CIs. We kind of are consumed with this uh, targeting thing, and that's just where they want us.
2: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, but fun is is it's out there. And it doesn't have to be outside. It just would be good if it's outside cuz you're getting fresh mm-hmm. air, but you know, fun can happen in the house.
2: Mhm.
10: Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had fun. I haven't had fun in a while. So, are you going to change that? I sure am. My sleep is getting better. It's gotten like um, ooh wee. My sleep has gotten a lot, 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 lot better. And now, um, I just gotta wait till I move and everything and start working back out and then I'll be able to but one fun thing that I just started doing, I just started getting on the internet to meet people. And, um, but I'm not, you know, like, I don't really trust the Internet like that, but it's just kind of like for conversation, just to, you know, just to put my feet out there.
2: Okay. You know,
10: yeah, it's going to be, if I do meet someone offline, it's going to be someone, Um, it's going to be a while before they actually meet me because, you know, we got this targeting and stuff that's going on, and I can't trust everybody.
4: I can
3: I can think of something that you do that at least seems enjoyable to me and I wish yeah. I knew how to do it but I don't and that is your crocheting.
10: Oh yeah. Yeah, but that's every once in a blue moon. That's every once in a moon. It comes every few years.
3: But you crochet all the time. Lala makes beautiful crochet items, you guys. She's not giving herself credit. She makes
10: very, very
3: beautiful um crochet
10: items. And I wish I knew how to crochet. Well. <laughs> Actually I taught myself when I was in the fifth grade. All the kids was learning and I didn't get a chance to learn so I I started practicing and I kept practicing and I got it on my own. Good for yeah. you. My family love it cause I I make blankets and stuff and they like to, you know. Now it used to take me like about six months to make a blanket, but now it just takes me a one month to do it.
3: Very good. Very good. So think of some more enjoyable things and get out and take a walk or something, go to the park. I'll tell you something that we used to do that was fun, and that's what and it's inexpensive to do, which is um, feed the birds. We used to feed the birds. Just take a loaf of bread and sit somewhere and just feed the birds.
10: Yeah, I think um, me and my daughter, I'm going to take my daughter, and we're going to go to the Sacramento River. That's something that uh, I haven't done yet. Yeah. We're going to definitely do that this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very
4: good. Thank you, Lala. Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay. Um, Start eight,
3: if you would like to speak. What's the last enjoyable thing you've done? Or like Lala said, it's been a while, so she's going to work on... Um, finding enjoyable things, and that's not the only uh, topic. You can say whatever you like to say. That's just the question of the day.
2: Hello, Florida.
3: How
1: are you doing today, Sister Renata?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: I think the last memorable uh, fun thing that I did was uh, spend time as a whole family without the knowledge of knowing that we was targeted individually. That was the uh, the pinnacle of uh, every evening for me once I departed from work. Um, as a believer of God, there's really not much earth entertainment that I find balance in except family. And uh, that family at times can be challenging. But you're right, nature, nature brings a, a spiritual connection to God as well. Uh, if you mm-hmm. can find a if you can find a location that's not heavily saturated with a cell phone tower or power lines and people on their telephone cell phones today yeah well I
4: you- um I
3: personally don't look for the cell phone towers and I don't worry about that kind of stuff because that stuff will just tie your mind up in the targeting stuff, you know? I mean, sometimes I see them, and I may point it out, like, wow, look at all these cell phone towers or something like that, but I don't I don't base what I'm going to do around them. I really try not to, or the cell phone towers, because they are in a lot of places, you know? So that might discourage you from going out, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, that that's true. I I, I agree with you 100. I never realized there were so many towers, uh, as well as other methods of antennas, um, saturating our cities as they are. Um, and I don't try to pay attention to them either. It's just yeah. something that that recently I I've noticed, and I was as as shocked possibly as you were to recognize there's a great deal of metal in the air but i don't try to let these uh people hamper with joy that i try to seek it's just that it's hard to seek the joy out and enjoy continuously when someone is trying to do harm to you
3: yes yes
1: before i let you go i want to i want to um um provide some information my family and i have been targeted since i guess about 2009 Okay, I'm
3: so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me just stop for a minute. Tell me your name again, please.
1: Brother Kimbrick Hunter. Oh, Kimbrick. Okay. Thank you, Kimbrick.
3: Go right ahead.
1: Um, 2009 is when I began to recognize that something was wrong. It wasn't until after 2011 that I knew something was wrong in reference to technology. But what I've recently learned through the methods that they used, whatever this technology is, it generates through the human tissue. Say, for instance, if you're home and they're utilizing this uh, radio frequency against your body, it, it somehow causes the body to become transparent, and then these links are sent through the skin tissue. So when you find yourself coming down with little odd conditions like a sore throat, a uh, nose is constantly sneezing, that may not necessarily always be uh, sonic vibrations or... Microwave technology being used, as they may have stitched things into the human body itself. Because that's what my family's going through. Uh, aside from the blocking of frequencies, once these links get established into the skin tissue, they 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 act like a thread, just follow you around. And if you don't know how to break these threads, they can be very painful. So I don't know if anyone else has dealt with that type of uh, encounter. But that's what I've noticed recently with the technology used here in South Florida.
3: So like nanotechnology.
1: Well, I know that I have some type of nanoparticle inside my body, uh, sensors. um, But that was from one of the ambushes at the hospital. I've been trying to break the frequency of that since yesterday. I didn't realize just how bad it was until last night. Once these uh, threads are created in the body, and you have that nanotechnology already in your body. It's okay. difficult to block these frequencies because what what the thread does is it uses that nano as a a a link into the body tissue. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of hard to to explain. I understood the concept of it after I read David and Goliath. How the Bible said that Goliath's uh, was as a swivel. I was like, why would he use something like a swivel? So I did some research on that, and it came up with the concept of how they designed this technology to harm the human body. And Because I have visions, I saw a white guy explain it a little better than what I'm telling you about it, but it's sort of difficult to explain because no one person's body is the same. Right. But I thank God for your Um, show. It it sounds
3: like what you're describing is Morgellons. Morgellons.
1: Yeah, have you ever heard of Morgellons? I've seen Morgellons on the video YouTube, and I also um, heard, speak, heard people speak on it on another talk forum. Um, if Morgellons is what I, I try to do my best to explain this stuff the way I, I it comes. It is- to-
3: Okay, go ahead I'm gonna see if I can find something on the internet because I don't um experience it, but I've heard other targets talk about how they can pull these actual threads out of their skin out of their face out of their body
1: no these are these are not what I'm talking about isn't more gallons. I know that oh. more gallons is an issue that some people deal with, and okay. those are the, those are the nanotech those are the nanobugs that get below the skin surface and they they create a uh Neural network under the skin that grows out of fiber because right. it's sending out a frequency to 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 be detected and also picking up frequencies. That's not what I'm talking about. This is this is actual oh. threading threading uh, frequencies through a human body.
4: Okay,
3: that's different. I've, I have never heard of what you're describing, but I'm listening.
1: The best way to understand it is you would have to go to the story of David and you have to understand how the swivel works, how they, they made rugs in the old days, and how light ref, reflects off of the human body. Once you get light to thread through a human body, it's sort of like threading a rug or even like crocheting like Lala do. Once she gets the, the uh, edges started, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. Once these beams get linked through the skin tissue, the human body itself, not just under the skin, the human body is through and through. Um, they're sort of hard to disperse because if you don't know where the first link starts and where the other link ends, it's, it's difficult to break the frequencies of them. I wish I, I, wish I was an a engineer and I could do a better job in explaining it to you, but at this point, the best thing I can tell you is to look up the story of David Uh, do your research on how the swivel work in those timelines, and you'll get an understanding of how light can be threaded or energy can be threaded through the human body, which would give certain people the effect of them being implanted, and it's not an implant. It's just energy that's been threaded into the skin tissue itself.
2: That's interesting.
1: Much love, much respect, Sister Renata. I'm going to uh, listen in now.
3: Okay, thank you. And when you um get more revelation on that, uh where we can understand, you know, please let us know because that's interesting. And I All would right. like to know more about it. And if you get the um the exact scriptures where where it talks about that, where uh where the story of David talks about
4: that, let me know so I can read it, okay? All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Start eight if you would like to speak. Hi Jay. Hello. Hello, are you there? Hi.
11: Yeah, I'm I'm here.
4: Hello.
3: How are you?
11: I'm all right. Good. Oh, right. the last fun thing I've done, you said? Excuse me. Hello. Can you hear me?
3: I can. That's
11: okay yeah the last one thing I did I said, was talk to you,
3: Renata. Yes, the question of the day is what is the last fun thing you've done
9: right talk 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 to you, Renata
2: oh <laughs> oh, is that what your answer is? That's so nice
9: yeah so.
3: okay, that is not enough. You need to get out right your life oh. soak up some sun,
11: Oh, okay.
3: Have a good time. Is the weather good where you are?
11: Yeah, um, what is it? Merritt Island, East of Orlando. Yeah, it's great.
2: Okay, yeah, you should get
3: out.
11: Yeah, I get out sometimes, you know, but I don't get out much. But, you know, I try to do things. But the last really fun thing that I've done was mm-hmm. in uh, 2011. <laughs> because of my targeting, I became homeless. So when I became homeless, I was, it was pretty fun to me, it was exciting. Cause I've never been homeless before.
3: Okay. Yeah. I, so I, wait, wait, I, wait. I, wait. What did you say about the excitement? What was the exciting part?
11: Cause would never been homeless before, so it was like exciting to me. Cause I was a, I graduated a film student, so I was like, I'm gonna make a film of this, you know, how I became homeless, you know, and things like that. It was pretty exciting to me, you know. So oh,
3: being being homeless was exciting. Is that what
11: you? Yeah, you're, but. Yeah, yeah. For the first six months it was, but after that, I wanted to quit being homeless.
6: <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was, it was so pretty where, exciting. So
3: when, when you were homeless, were you traveling? Were you, because I yeah. just know uh, some homeless people that, that travel, and they find right. that part of it a little bit exciting.
11: Right. I stayed in north, like in Fort Lauderdale for a little while, then I started traveling south, then north. I walked I walked all the way from, like, Miami to, like, Orlando, then Daytona. So it was kind of fun just walking and seeing everything. I was walking, like, some some days 45 miles a day just seeing things, sightseeing. Like oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of walking. Yeah, so it was pretty exciting. And a lot of people were nice to me because I was homeless helping me out. I that was, that was, you know, I missed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was looking at. The so now target, you're in you know. a
3: more. So now you're in a more stable situation, right? You have a yeah, place yeah, yeah. Have,
11: have my apartment and all that. But I, I miss the people being nice to me while I was homeless. I do miss that. Yeah. Yeah, especially dealing with the targeting thing.
3: So what is what is your plans for uh, for creating some fun and excitement in your life now?
11: Uh, in two thousand, what was it? Eight. I went scuba diving, so I'm, I'm thinking about doing that again. Doing scuba diving, Oh. then I'm gonna, yeah, and then I'm gonna, um, just probably doing that. A lot of outside activities like going horseback riding. I want to do that. So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do stuff like that. Just a lot of stuff that um I always wanted to do. I wanted, to, I'm gonna one day plan a trip going to um uh, probably up north and doing some snowboarding. I want to do something like that. That sounds fun. Yeah, but other than that, I don't really do anything. You know, to get out and have fun, what I do is people watch. I go out to the malls and I watch people. I go to the beach and I watch people. That's pretty fun because, you know, sometimes I I, I laugh so hard when I see families interacting with each other. (laughs) Well, I will tell you, Jay,
3: people watching is fun. Yeah, it (laughs) is. it. It really is fun. Yeah. Just sit somewhere, for those of you who don't know what people watching is, you just sit somewhere and you just watch the people walk by. And you will right. come up with all these questions in your mind, like I wonder where that person is going, or I wonder what their dress so fancy are, you know, whatever. It right, is right. interesting to people watch. It really is.
11: Yes, it is. It is. Especially with families. When you see the families interacting with each other, laughing, you know, arguing and stuff. It's like <laughs> It's it's like a reality TV show. They make all kinds of reality TV shows, but at least we get to watch them, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that is fun. Well,
3: I hope you get out soon and people watch or whatever it is you do that um, gives you enjoyment.
11: Right, right. All right. Thanks, Renata.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jay. All right.
11: Our 8, if you
3: would like to speak.
4: Do you have anything to say?
3: Star 8.
5: I'm going to pick a few people.
3: I'm going to pick a few random people just to say hello to. Hello, Massachusetts.
5: Hi, Renata. This is Brenda.
3: Hi, Brenda. How are you?
12: Good. I just want to um, say thanks for your phone calls and... The last fun thing that I did was yesterday, my neighbor and I just had a good time laughing and everything, so that was quite enjoyable. Um,
3: Very good. Laughter. Laughter is good for the soul.
12: Yeah. And it seems rare, so it was very good.
3: That is really good. I think we all need more laughter in our life. I know I do, because I'm not one that laughs a lot. So I love to see people laugh. That's really good.
12: Good for you. And also um you were wondering about the Arizona City it was Tucson. Tucson, thank you very much. You're welcome. And thank you. I'm going to go ahead and mute myself.
3: Okay, thank you, Brenda. Okay, so Brenda tells us it was Tucson, Arizona who is working uh who the Richmond City Council people are working on training uh, the Tucson, Arizona city council people to uh, hopefully put some kind of laws and uh, resolutions in place in Tucson. So thank you very much for that information. I could not remember for the life of me which city it was. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, Star 8, you'd like to speak question of the day. What's the last fun thing you did? It's just to get you thinking about fun. Summer is here and the weather is nice and uh, we should be out. If you get the stalking, they're going to be out there too. They were out there yesterday when I was out there, but that shouldn't stop you. That is set up to discourage you from going out, from uh, discouraging you from uh, living your life and having fun and and just enjoying life, but you should- should still go, just try to ignore that stuff and just go one thing Brenda said Brenda said that she uh sat outside with her neighbor, and they laughed, and they had a good time. They just talked and laughed, so what I got out of that is that not all neighbors are perps. What a concept. <laughs> So many targets think each and every neighbor is a perk. And I'll tell you, there are quite a few around here. But it doesn't mean that every single neighbor is a perk. And Brenda can attest to that because she had a good time with her neighbor yesterday. So even if you do something like that, just sit outside with your neighbor or or, or, um, sit outside and talk on the phone. I sit outside and talk on the phone a lot, and I do that while I'm um, grounding with my feet on the ground, and I sit outside on the phone and talk a lot, or I'll, I'll be on my laptop, or and that's enjoyable, just to be out in the fresh air. Watch the little birds. I get these little hummingbirds that come by. I'm, I've been trying for years to take a picture of them.
2: <laughs> they are
3: so quick. By the time I get my camera, they're gone. They know I'm trying to take a picture, but they are so cute. So just to see, just to see that is enjoyable for me. Star 8, if you'd like to speak. Thank you for sharing that, Brenda. All neighbors are not
4: perps, you guys. Hello? Donald? Illinois? Okay, doesn't want to speak. I'll put you back on mute.
3: Hello.
1: It's first Samuel, the seventeenth chapter to the twenty first chapter. Oh,
3: okay, let me write that
1: down. First Samuel. 17. It, starts in, it starts in First Samuel, uh, chapter seventeen and then it extends into chapter twenty the twenty first chapter.
3: Yeah. Okay, seventeen.
1: So so one through twenty one. Right. And what what happened was I was uh Meditating on the Holy Spirit and, and I got into my word, and the Holy Ghost brought up David and Goliath and what happened is in that timeline before his well after his generation, the Greeks came up with a method of using mirrors to divert the sun's rays onto ships that was coming on the uh, I believe it was the uh, Irish coastlines before they became incorporated with the England um, nation. This is the same concept being used against people who are targeted with directed energy weapons. They may have uh, made it into a handheld device in in many different forms, but it's the same thing. But this concept that I was talking to you about, this is where energy, low vibrational energy is streamed through the human tissues, and it creates a thread through the body. If you're laying next to someone, this, this is why I say this is not mulligans uh, or mullins. Uh, if you're laying next to someone and this technology is being used upon you, you and that person end up threaded together through, through the skin tissue of that one energy being. So, for instance, if they got up that day and they went out the door and they were linked to your skin tissue, you would end up having problems in your body in the, in the same area that they were linked to your body. So if they had a headache that day, you will end up having a headache that day. If their stomach is bothering bothering them on that particular day, because of that energy thread hasn't been severed, you're going to have uh, stomach problems. Or if you walk into the room where they were present, and you had no symptoms before you walked into that room because the threads that exist in that room, when you walk through one of those fields, you yourself will begin to take on those same symptoms. So there's, there's many facets of this technology that people are not aware of, and it, it goes all the way back to the ancient times before they had the technology or the, the implementation the of the technology that we see today. So much love, much respect. I thank God for your show.
3: Thank you. That's that's some deep information. I'm gonna uh, definitely read First Samuel. Thank you so much, Kimber.
2: That's real good. I hope I can
3: get a revelation on this because I had never really heard of that. Thanks a lot.
10: Hello. Hello. Yes, hi, Lola. Yeah, he is so right. I understand what he's talking about because remember I told you that okay, like what they would do is they would make my daughter wake up and come get in the bed with me. And then I noticed that when she went on uh when she went on uh outdoor school that I slept really perfectly. And then when she uh when she comes and she gets in my bed, they're able to affect me and wake me up by using her. All they need her is to they like make her feet kick me and all of a sudden I'll be like sleepy and then it's like somebody gave me a shot of caffeine. And then also now when I drop her off at school I can hear this ee! as soon as she gets out of the car, I hear this mm-hmm. every time not it's it sometimes it comes and goes. But, like, last week I heard it, like, three times. Like, when she gets out of the car, it just goes, and I can tell that the microchips have been um, departed. And um, I believe that the microchips that they inserted in her is for her and for me. I believe the ones that they put in there, they, they, they put them in there for her, and they put them in there for me.
3: Mm, that's interesting. Yeah,
10: I, I, so he, I know what he, he's, he's talking did, about. He did
3: mention energy, and I do know that energy does transfer. And I am a sensitive person, and I can pick up on different energies. And that's why I personally choose. I know I hear people say that they talk to the, their harassers and their stalkers and things like that because they want to get in their head or whatever. Um, I, I choose not to do that because I can pick up that negative energy, and I
10: do, I do know that energy does transfer. So when he was talking about the energy, I can relate to that. I've yeah, been. and not, and not only that, like, sometimes when I'm sitting on the couch, I can feel the energy coming from my daughter. I can feel it.
2: Mm-hmm.
10: It's a small amount, but I can feel it. So what I learned is I don't, right now, I give her hugs, and, you know, she likes to hug and she likes to cuddle with me and stuff like that. But when it gets nighttime, I tell her she has to stay away from me for a while because I know that's the tactic that they use. Whatever they got in her, they they somehow can use that against me and help me not to get any rest. It's very Mm -hmm. weird and complicated, but, yeah. That's interesting. Thank you, Lala. Mm -hmm.
3: I think most people do know that um, that energy does transfer. It's just like, well, like energy transfers, too. Energy doesn't always have to be negative. There's negative energy, but there's good energy as well. And I think uh, anyone who's a parent can relate to the fact that we are in tune with our children and uh and it's just like instinctual where we know if something's wrong with them, if they're sad, if they're happy, or they can be miles away from us, and sometimes we can feel their energy, and we can know if they're okay and if they're not okay, so I definitely know that energy is real, so i wanna um I'm gonna read those um verses that Kimbrick gave me, hopefully I can get a better revelation of that whole thing, so thank you for that. So, A, if you'd like to speak, anyone, anything.
4: If not, we'll move on.
2: We shall move on. Oh, Jay wants to say something. Hi, Jay. Hey,
11: hey, Renata. Hey. Yeah, about the energy thing. Like I read somewhere, like um, like high energy level beings. Like a you know the crown around their head is like very, very sensitive
0: mm-hmm. so
11: they, so i and and when I did the research, they said jesus like jesus christ was a was a high energy level being, so that's why they, one of the reasons they put the crown of thorns on his head because they could tell that he was a high energy um level being, so uh-huh. that was one of his punishments oh, that's
2: interesting.
11: Right, because we like all like energy level beings. Uh, when you can increase your level, like spiritual, like uh, spiritually, mm-hmm. and not only that, there are people that um they are able to drain your energy when they come in, and like pro- close proximity of you. Because I remember, oh, yes. I remember
3: that yes. that is true, Jay. That's very true. People can yeah. uh, zap your energy
2: from you.
11: Yes. Right, right. Some people can't really notice, but I remember one time I was on a fast and i was talking i was maybe on a third or fourth day on a fast and i was talking to this one woman and it was like i could feel my energy being drained so much my liver started to hurt you know oh, wow. and if i yeah if i if i wasn't on a fast i wouldn't have noticed it so she was draining the energy from my body and and at the time i didn't really notice it until i, I thought about it le- later you know that my liver started hurting to the point i almost couldn't stand up you know so yeah it's real <laughs> It is real. It is yeah. real, and there there are
3: people and situations that will zap your energy, and you have to know you have to know that so that you can remove yourself from that situation. Right,
11: right, right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah.
11: All right. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you.
4: Mm-hmm. Star eight, you like to speak? All I'm right. gonna move on now.
3: I found an interesting uh, article
13: this morning. Let me see where is it.
2: Okay,
4: I found this on Scribe,
3: Scribe.com, and I'll put the link in the chat room. And this talks about um, stalkers and all of that kind of stuff that we go through. But it had some, some, a, a few different things that I hadn't heard before. Um, and it's, it's really long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I'm going to read this section. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's called "Psychological Attacks Are Used to Induce Mental Illness." Okay. And again, it's on Scribe.com, and I'll put the uh, I'll put the link in the chat room. Um, psychological attacks can be an effective weapon against TIs. In February 2011 several news sources reported that the U.S. Army illegally ordered a team of soldiers specializing in psychological operations to manipulate visiting American senators into, uh, into providing more troops and funding for the war. And they give the source of the Rolling Stone, ABC News, and MSNBC. The military has a special division called PSYOPs, that launches psychological warfare during international conflicts. According to the Defense Department's own definition, PSYOPs, the use of propaganda and psychological tactics to influence emotions and behaviors are supposed to be used exclusively on hostile foreign groups. Federal law forbids for the military from practicing PSYOPs on Americans and each defense authorization bill comes with a propaganda, a propaganda rider that also prohibits such manipulation. Everyone in the PSYOPs intel and IO community knows you're not supposed to target Americans, says a veteran me, uh, member of another PSYOPs team who has run operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's what you learned on day one And then, again, they give the sources of The Rolling Stone, ABC News, and MSNBC. Gang stalkers use similar methods to drive the target crazy, pressure the target to commit crimes, provoke attacks on gang stalkers and or bystanders, or commit suicide. Be aware that gang stalking is not new and borrows heavily from the methods used to deter the civil rights movement, and during the advent of Nazi Germany. The person may be subjected to attacks on their homes, and public, on their health, on their career, relationships, and other parts of their lives by random stalkers. Okay, so I'm going to just stop right there. Because what this says is uh, the person may be, in other words, the target may be subjected to attacks on their homes, uh, in public, on their health, on their careers, relationships, and other parts of their lives, I think for the most part, we know that uh the attack is on on us as in following us and some of the different tactics that they use, but also people deal with um the home invasions, which is not talked about a lot but in this community, but people do mention it. But uh, people's homes are entered constantly, you know, and different things are done when people enter these people's homes. Not only do they move things around, but they tamper with, with, with their food or with, with different objects in their house. Um, one target even said that all of her pictures were stolen, all of her memories, and she no longer has contact with her family members, so now all those memories are gone so they do all all sorts of things okay and then this also talks about the health of the target that is something that is new to me but i'm starting to go through the health aspect of this but all of this really will take a toll on our health eventually if it, if you don't notice any any change in your health at first eventually i'm pretty sure you will because just the stress of all of this <laughs> will have uh, health repercussions. And it's going to vary from person to person, but this definitely will take a toll eventually. I'm pretty sure that this knocks some years off of the target's life, just dealing with all these traumas, these recurring traumas. Um, This also says that uh, that your career will be attacked, and I think that we know that. For those targets who continue to work, most targets, not all, deal with the workplace harassment, the workplace mobbing. It is uh, it's a bad thing. It's a terrible thing to have to go through. Um, and then there are people who were forced out of their jobs or who quit their jobs because they did not know that they were being targeted at the time.
6: They didn't know.
3: They just knew something strange, something strange was going on in the workplace, but they didn't know what. And because of all of the the pressure they were under, they quit their job. And some desire to work but can't find a job. So all of these things happen when you're targeted to some people. Not all of these things will happen to everyone. And, of course, the relationship part of this. Uh, people's relationships suffer.
5: Marriages
3: break up. Relationships break up. Relationships with your children may break up. Relationships with uh, your family members. Relationships with your best friends. Relationships with your neighbors. Relationships with your coworkers. Relationships with your church members. Relationships with your social club. Uh, there was a lady a long time ago came to this call, and she said that she was a a Girl Scout leader all of her life. She was a Girl Scout leader from a uh, teenager because she had been a Girl Scout in her younger years. When she became 18, or I don't remember the exact age, but she was still a teenager, she became a leader. when, And then she had her own children, and her children became Girl Scouts. And she moved up in the ranks with the Girl Scouts. I don't know the ranks because I've never been a Girl Scout, but she was high up there. And then she became targeted, and all of a sudden she was ostracized from the entire community. And she was uh, no longer able to be a leader. They tried to force her to quit, but she didn't quit. Um, And so they pulled her to the side and gave her all these reasons why they would no longer need her services. So relationships suffer when we're targeted, they suffer, and it's mainly based on the smear campaign and the lies that is told on the target. So I feel the best way to um, to try to rectify that situation is to try to live your life in a very credible way. That's the only thing you can do is just prove these people wrong. Whatever lie they've told, which most of us can kind of figure it out, I can tell you this, the crazy card is played on all of us, I believe. Um, So it is up to us to prove them wrong just in our daily lives, not going around with words, trying to convince people I'm not this and I'm not that, but just to live your life in a manner where you're not proving them right. You're not going around acting mentally ill. You're not going around being triggered and going off on every person. um, That's all we can do. Just try to build our credibility back the best way we can. If you work, uh, be the best employee that you can be. Be on time. Do a good job. Even though they're sabotaging your work and they're doing whatever they're doing, uh, spreading lies in the workplace and all of that stuff, The only thing we can do is try to build our reputation back the best way we can. I heard one target say that uh, several people vouch for his character because people know him and people know that he is not what rumors say he is. So that's the goal, to have people to to be able to, to vouch. If you have friends, keep those friends. Don't overwhelm them with the T.I. talk. Try not to do that because that will just either scare them away or just send them in the other direction or it may even further convince them that, yeah, maybe that person is a little bit off because people don't understand it. But then you may have some friends and family members that that do have open minds and, and that may understand it. Okay, so we just need to try to build our reputations back as best we can but relationships definitely do suffer. Um, Gang stalkers may identify themselves to the target by attempting to synthesize the target to certain signals, but will not directly admit involvement when confronted by the target or non-gang member. It is similar to discrete signals that pedophiles use to let their routine victims know of their intentions or remind them of previous incidents. False rumors that the TI is mentally ill usually precedes the attempts to actually drive the target crazy. So, again, those false rumors are already out there on the target. That's the first thing they do is discredit the person. Even before you know you're in the program, they worked on the discrediting campaign. That's the first thing they do. They have to affect your social status, especially if you're a person who was, uh, really known in your community and people really looked up to you, you might have been a pillar in your community, that's the first thing they do is tear that apart. The first phase of the psychological attacks is to make a perf- perfectly sane T.I. appear mentally ill to others. Then stressors, through street theater, stalking, and sabotaging the T.I.'s efforts are used to coerce the development of mental illness. It's a strange twist where those who most likely have mental disorders attempt to make others mentally ill. Exactly, because they're the mental ill ones. Uh, mentally ill ones. The campaign involves information gathering where the TI's friends, family, co-workers, adversaries, and others are contacted. Okay. So that's one thing I don't remember reading before, uh, reading this article. It says that the T.I.'s friends are contacted, their family members, their coworkers. I knew about those, but their adversaries, I never thought about that. They even contact your enemies. That's what adversaries mean, your enemies. They contact them. Get them in on your harassment.
13: Makes
2: sense.
3: It makes sense. Um, The stalkers have been known to gain access to TI's taxes, uh, federal school loans, and other information that is under law to be kept confidential. This is possibly done through other stalkers who work within these offices, hacking into databases, hacking the TI's computer, and monitoring computer activities or various other methods. So they get into everything. They get into your student loan information, your tax information, anything that can be used against you. When gang stalkers uh, work in places where information is under law to remain confidential, yet they share it to fulfill their gang's goals, the integrity of federal and private systems are compromised. The gang stalkers use the information to torment the target, often sharing the information with other stalkers who then publicly discuss the information within the T.I.'s hearing, okay? So that's some of that directed conversation stuff. They will talk about this stuff. They will talk about this stuff uh, where you can hear it in earshot, okay? Your, Your personal information and nobody should know. The stalker who receives the information can share this information with anyone and use it to recruit more people. Lies and half-truths and other forms of misinformation are used to encourage others to disrespect and become hostile to the TI. That's one thing that really, I don't even know the right word, because the word word is not intrigued, but that's something that is interesting. That's what I'll say to me. It's how a person can actually have this disregard and hatred or dislike for someone who they don't even know. That is so interesting to me. That is so interesting to me. And that's who those people are, who Mark Passio, if you guys know him, look look him up on YouTube, he has some interesting stuff. Because those people order followers. They're just doing what they're told to do. And it's, that, that's just so interesting to me, how people who – they don't have a clue
4: as to who you are, but they just hate you. <laughs> it's just, that's sad to me. Okay.
3: Um, the stopper who receives the information can share this information with anyone and use it to recruit more people. Lies,
2: half-truths,
3: and other forms of misinformation, I think I already read this part, uh, are used to encourage others to disrespect and become hostile to the PI. This is usually done in public by stalkers that the TI doesn't know. If confronted, the gang stalker will deny the accusation or involvement, but will use the signal uh, to let the target know that they belong to the group. The signals are usually benign so as to make the target appear crazy or immature when trying to explain to others what is going on. Most of the stalkers are average people of of all backgrounds, ethnicities, gender, and ages. In addition, people who have committed violent crimes are given information about the target and encouraged to intimidate the target. This is supposed to put the target in an increased state of danger and anxiety. Okay, so work on your anxiety because a lot of this can cause anxiety. Just going through this whole program can cause many episodes of anxiety. I've been there. Um, so definitely work on on your anxiety because then if you experience anxiety in public, chances are you may uh, act out or you may um, blurt out and say some things that may make you appear to be mentally ill. Or maybe even do some things. You may just take off running at an inappropriate time. You know, you may start accusing people who may not even be in on your harassment just because you're feeling anxious, you're feeling anxiety. Anxiety can do a lot of things. It's stress, It's what it is. It's extreme stress and it's fear. It's all related. So definitely work on your anxiety. A TI reported that in seeking help with suicidal thoughts caused by the campaign, the suicide hotline operator stated that he couldn't think of A reason for the TI not to commit suicide. Wow. This isn't a criticism of Suicide Hotline. There are many competent and effective suicide prevention counselors. Another TI reported calling 911 and reaching an answering machine. These incidents make a few points. There is not enough training on, on how to assist suicidal TIs or this is just another way that gang stalkers continue their attacks. TIs have reported having their phone calls intercepted or redirected. It is possible that once a TI number is known, the stalkers can make sure that all calls lead to a a stalker working wherever the TI contacts. The technology for having certain customers uh, customers' calls redirected to specific people is used regularly by call centers and other businesses. Game stalkers have exploited this technology for use in their campaigns so that a TI is treated disrespectfully, misinformed when seeking assistance for the stalking or given the runaround. The target is kept in the dark about what is being done or said that it's hard uh, so that it is hard to put up a defense. The purpose is to discredit and isolate the target so that people will believe the
4: person is crazy or lying when they seek assistance. Then the member,
3: uh, let's see, then the member can move from the benign forms of harassment to more violent forms with little fear of the TI receiving assistance.
4: Okay. So I'll stop right there. Uh questions or comments? Start eight, please.
2: Hi.
14: Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Happy Memorial Day from Renata. Oh man. I totally agree with what you're saying because um I used to work in a call center. Not for um, any of the major bells, but uh, for subsidiary sales with Sprint. And, yes, these calls can be intercepted at any given time. They do it with us on, the, on talk show. So um, I've had it happen before where I've been dialing out to a specific number and it's been rerouted. So um, I try to do my best to keep my head with that. As far as your question of the day, um, The last fun thing I did was hang out with my moms last weekend, and we went to a plant nursery that we've gone to for generations since my grandmother was alive. So, you know, it was a fun time because it helped me, you know, enjoy my grandmother's memory as well as us go get some plants and stuff because, you know, it's just a family spot we've gone to for over 30 years plus, well, for me at least. Mm -hmm. Um, But I... I have a question for the group as well as you, because I need a little advice on something' as, um I have been wanting to go out my house more and have more fun and you know engage in positive activities but unfortunately um i'm I'm not able to leave my house much because they enter my apartment and poison me and tamper with my clothing and just all my stuff in here and um for me to get continuous v two k telling me that um I have had items in my home tampered with, toiletries, food, etc. Um, I do my best to let God deal with it. But unfortunately, my body would show me days later that it was true what they were telling me through V2K. I would have a reaction. And, um, of course, they're laughing in the background because I've eaten something that they've poisoned in my home. So for me to actually do things around here in Brooklyn, New York, I'm walking around like a homeless bag lady with a shopping cart every time I leave my apartment. And I have to take all my perishable food with me, toiletry items that I use often. I mean, it's a mess, you know, and it's gotten to the point that my mother and my sister, they've been questioning me for the past couple of months, Dy, why are you walking around with the shopping cart? Every time we see you, you got the shopping cart. And I've had to explain to my mother finally because she, she blurted out, she said, you know, because she said, "Does this mental health. And I'm like, no, it's not, Mom, because you do not know my situation. And I explained this to you before. I live in a 501c3 apartment program that's funded by the city of New York for people with HIV AIDS which entitles this housing program to have copies of my keys, which I've been in this program for almost 20 years now. Keys have been widely distributed to this apartment and previous apartments I've had because of this program. And I know that because I have other people here in New York City that are in these shelters, and they come in your home. They come in your room. They come in your apartment when you're not there. And if you're contracted to be sick, if you're contracted to be medically experimented on, especially if you're in a facility program that deals with um, not just substance abuse, because I'm no longer a substance abuse issue, but deals with medical, medical issues like HIV, AIDS, or any type of immunological condition, automatically you become experimented on and for twenty years, I have been experimented on living in these housing programs here in New York City that deals with people with HIV/AIDS. I've watched a lot of my friends die in these apartments. We just had a stabbing here in New York in one of the shelters where uh, a fifty-seven-year-old female was stabbed to death by a forty-eight-year-old female. Yeah. You know, and this happens all over the country where you know you 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 damned if you live in a decent housing, affordable housing, where, you know, program or whatever building landlord has copies of your keys, and they come in your apartment at will, or you live on the streets and you get targeted by the general public and anybody that's serving you for services. And, um, yeah, I've been poisoned at the soup kitchen, too. It's deep. You know, so my advice, I mean, my advice that I'm asking, Has anybody else on this call dealt with that poisoning or tampering with their stuff to the point that they've gotten sick? And if so, how do you deal with it when you want to go out and you need to go out to do things for yourself and try to have some type of life, especially in a big city like New York City? All right, that's all. And thank you very much, everybody. Y'all have a happy, um, you know, and well Memorial Day.
3: Thank you. You too, Dave. Okay. okay, so um, let's just talk about that. uh does anyone experience the uh, food poisoning or food contamination or whatever you wanna call it do you take the deal put you home do you,
2: Does anybody
3: um, think that people are coming into their house and poisoning their food? I've heard it before. I've heard it um if you guys know anything about that, know any remedies for preventing that, do is saying that he has to basically take everything with him well you can't literally take everything but you know his perishable foods and things like that he has to take them with him when he goes somewhere just to make sure that his food is is safe and not tampered with Um, and I've heard
4: this before so does anybody know uh, any remedies for that?
6: I went through that I I went through that what he's talking about In, in retrospect to People who
1: have keys because you moved into a housing facility, whether it was homeless or it was uh, Section 8 or government rent, and uh, the persons who are responsible for maintenance or managing the location don't do a good job at keeping the keys or at least changing the locks on the doors once the tenant leave out, because they can have all the copy keys they want, but when a, a tenant move out of the building, they're supposed to replace those locks with new locks that they have the master keys for that no one else at the previous location may have had a copy to, but they don't always do that as they should. Well,
2: and
3: I have something to add to that. Sometimes they're involved as well. The management, yeah. the, uh, the building maintenance people, Sometimes they are involved. Well, you know, they get recruited into it.
1: I'll say that. Yeah. Many people get recruited into this because they are misinformed, as you stated within the article, of being lured in through false information, broken okay. information, misused information, because the, the end goal is not to be known. Um the actual perps not to be known. So they have to utilize other people to carry out these acts so that if and when something goes awry, you're the one that they brought into the pool that gets into trouble, not them. You don't even really know who they truly are. But back Mm -hmm. to what he was saying, I had to um, do that with my kids when we were living in a homeless shelter. I noticed that people were coming into our apartment. We was not there. Um, food or or things have been tampered with, and you really don't have a defense for that. Even if you put up a remote camera, things today could be uh, knocked out remotely outside of your home by simply shutting off the power. That's what I began to notice. I would come home and our power would be killed, and it would be cut on after we would come back home. Um, as far as the food, I stopped buying a, a a month's worth of food at a time. I started doing um, only what my kids needed. In ref- reference to their everyday food intake, I would suggest the same for him. There is really no safe place on earth unless the people that you're neighboring with are God-fearing people. I mean, I I think that's something that we all need to come to a a clear understanding. The only reason we have this problem right now with directed energy weapons, uh, targeting, or social terrorism is what it's actually called, is because there are a great deal of people who have yet to come into a true knowledge of who God is and how to show love towards another human and allow that human to live their life out according to the will of God. Mm Mm-hmm. I, too, also, once I began to experience the the direct harassment of um, what we now call perps, I just called them um, stalkers. Um, I had to start carrying things in a book bag, and people started questioning me. Are you living out of your book bag? One cop asked me, and I told him no. I just keep certain personal things with me at all times. And those were the immediate things that I needed, like my identification, my toothbrush, my mouthwash. Some underwear, some shorts. Because, as he stated, when he go into your home, and I, I, I question I my kids about the things that they put on as well. You end up with holes in clothes. and Um that looks like lasers or moss eating through certain things. The kids started coming down with rashes on different parts of their body, the lip, the the torso, the rectum, the, the genitalia area. So I really started becoming more proactive about making certain that their clothes wasn't tampered with. And if you live alone, there's really no way to safeguard your apartment once you walk out that door, unless you have someone that's living with you and they understand the circumstance that someone needs to be home while the other person is out and about. But then that means that the other person would be targeted while you're gone. That's all that means. But he's got yeah. crazy. There's many more people that have gone through what he's gone, he's going through presently, and I just wish that... Th- there was some type of spiritual intervention by God right now for this generation to, to, to halt all of this because this is no way to live. You're you're not living on a natural mental faculty every day if you're constantly responding to something like this that's demonic and demented.
3: That's true. You know, I hate for people to, I hate to hear when people say that they feel like they can't leave their house unless someone else is there watching the house. And like you said, that's no way to live. Um, I don't know the answer. I guess cameras could help. I do know that they can disable the cameras, because mine were disabled. But I don't think it should stop you from trying to at least get cameras to kind of ward off some of that stuff. Like, it will deter them a little bit. It won't totally stop them. They're going to do what they're going to do. But... um, I just hate for people to not go out because they feel like they have to stay in to watch their house. The only thing I can think of with the food contamination stuff is, first of all, make sure your refrigerator is at the uh, temperature it should be. That's first of all, because it just could be your refrigerator and not someone actually doing it, doing it to you, as you might think. I'm not saying that they don't, because they do and they will, But it it just cover all bases, check your refrigerator. Um, And I do know people who experience the food contamination, and so they only buy packaged foods and uh, frozen foods, which that's not necessarily good either. But um, some of the other things, you know, they don't want to put in their refrigerator unless it is packaged. So that could be one way to try to combat some of that. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Because, you know, even restaurants can poison you, too. And I do know targets that were poisoned at restaurants. And I know another target who who says that he is poisoned even at the grocery stores, even the things that he buys at the grocery store. So it can happen and it does happen. So hopefully we can uh, we can find some solutions here today. A lot of people are... Um, have their hand raised to speak, so maybe people know about this. So I'm going to put you on hold. Thank you for your comment.
4: Kimberly. Start Star 8, uh, we're talking about food contamination.
3: A lot of targets do experience this. So if you know any solutions for this,
4: if you've experienced it yourself, uh, please let us know. Hi, Jerome. Hello.
9: Yes, hello. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. hi. Um. Anyway, we we're just talking about that uh, situation with the um food tampering. First of all, I'm not gonna travel with my food on on the damn road. That looks totally lunatic. Uh, like, no offense uh, to your brother, but uh, I'm just saying they want you to look like a man, uh, a mental case, like a mental case, because you're you're traveling with um. Your food and grocery are in a grocery cart. That looks weird, and that's what they want you to look like. They want you to look odd and out of place. I'm not going to do that. Um, the, what I was, what came to my mind when uh, when I was listening was maybe canned goods like ravioli or just buy things in cans that they can't get at, um, and just uh, do it that way. And just what I'm going to do now is just make portions that I need. Uh, I'm not going to make uh, like excessive portions unless I have a guest over. You know, um just I'm just gonna make as much as I need. that's it, but uh, I'm not gonna travel with, with the food that's just that looks totally wrong. <laughs> I won't do it okay, well, they, he's, they... he's
8: not
3: he's not suggesting that people do that he's saying that's what he does, and he's asking people for uh different ideas so that he does not have yeah. to feel like he has to
13: do that,
9: yeah, I hear you it's um. Well, fast food is not my favorite thing anymore because, um, like I said, it's uh, like you said they target you um, with uh, with the food. Uh, like I ordered a pizza, I don't know a few weeks ago, and uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they, my pizza was uh, they had it in their hand and they're and they're talking. I just want to jump over the counter and kick someone in the mouth, but you can't do that in a civilized society because I know that they're messing with my food and that's, they're messing with my health. And they're, they're saying, uh, the last thing the guy said was, it'll only take 30 seconds, and uh, the guy that was supposed to be doing was hesitant. He didn't want to do it. So, but anyway, they eventually did something to the pizza, and I'm pretty sure. And um, But there was no ill effect, like uh, there was no vomiting or anything like that, but they did do something to my pizza, because, and they did it right in front of me, too, uh, or they pretended to do it in front of me. They, maybe they wanted to, to uh, create anxiety or something like that, but... Um, I'm really not highly motivated to order any fast food because yeah they do poison the food. And my my suggestion is uh, um, just canned goods like ravioli or things you can get in cans or you know or whatnot. Or just buy portions that you can you can cook and eat right away. Don't uh, don't cook uh, excessive uh, amounts of food where you're gonna have leftovers and left in the fridge because then they can mess with it. No, any, or if you want
3: to if you want to eat out, there are grills that there are restaurants where they cook right in front of you. Um, Japanese, there are yeah. also there are also the uh, buffet style restaurants where you know all the foods out in the open. That might be an option for some people.
9: Yeah, there have some restaurants. I think you can cook it yourself. I think I don't know. Where I'm not quite sure, but I think I think there's a concept like that. But yeah, it's um. That's uh, that's basically it. Um, I buy canned goods like maybe ravioli and stuff like in cans because I know even uh, some of my uh, plastic um, things with the pasta he's cut holes in it. Yeah, and there's another thing that I'm going to tell you. They have to break in to your place. There's an, oh, I wanted to say asshole. I guess I just did. The, uh, the, the 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 bastard is he lives here. He comes and goes because he has the key. There's an actual there's an actual tenant that's. That resides with me. So you don't get any, you don't get, it doesn't get sweeter than that, man. You know what I'm saying? It does not get sweeter than that. So the scumbag lives here. When I'm here sleeping, you he can be there whistling a tune, and messing with my food. Okay. So, um, those are the steps that, uh, I, I'm going to try and, uh, and take, you know, where I'm very conscious of the amount of that I cook and, uh, and I'm just going to buy a lot of canned goods and just, and just do it that way because the plastic he cuts it, he puts he's putting in it, and it's not. It, it's I, I heard the refrigeration, and I did it. Uh, oh, the suggestion I turned up the refrigerator because he did turn it down, which creates more bacteria quickly.
2: Mm-hmm. Turned up the refrigerator,
9: yeah, and if he did that. He turned it down, and, uh, and yeah, um, it, it just it just makes it a little it just makes it a little bit uh, tricky because there's a plastic uh, pasta. Uh, um, what do you call it uh, packages where he cuts and puts his things in it. So the smell is all over the place. I put my nose in there and it reeks. Smells like ammonia and uh you know he has a moldy taste to it. So I don't know, maybe he's trying to induce no, you know, nauseousness or trying to make me nauseous. I don't know what his plan is. That sounds very um,
3: dangerous. That sounds very dangerous to eat though.
9: Be careful. Yeah well yeah the, the man's a lunatic. Um like he's he's uh, he's mentally um, what do you call it? Um, he's deranged. How <laughs> to say he's a he's a damn deranged ex-felon that's just following orders and he just does it with relish. You know, he's just a he's he's just an anus, and I don't mean the cow. Uh, that's Angus. Anyway, that's <laughs> he's an anus. And he enjoys it. He has a big grin on his face, and that's all I'm gonna say because the devil just jumped into my heart, and I don't want to say more. But uh, okay, I'll just don't
3: hold Jerome, there's a bunch careful. of people All waiting right. to speak. Okay, okay. All
9: right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh,
3: you're welcome. Okay, so Jerome deals with the food contamination at home, uh, which is very unfortunate. Okay, so let's read the chat room. See what they have to say. D says they poison they put poison in my socks and underwear. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. Uh and D in the chat room also says uh, that he does not take offense to what Jerome was saying. And he says that uh, me traveling with my food every time I leave my apartment, my health got better over the past six months this year. That's very good. Glad your health got better. Um, two of me in the chat room says lock your food in a container inside your refrigerator and padlock it i guess they do have locks for refrigerators i've heard people say that that's a good idea now that's a good idea I, I, that's very extreme um sorry people have to do that but if that's what you have to do that's a good idea Tell me put a lock on your refrigerator uh that way you don't have to take the food with you and your food shouldn't spoil and if it does spoil like that and, and it still seems like it's contaminated, then it's probably a problem with your refrigerator. But that is an excellent idea. Put a lock on it. Uh, let's see. D says they get around the locks, and they probably do, but it's still worth a try. Okay. All right. And D is acknowledging that roommates are, are tough when you're a TI. That's true. Okay, I'm going to Angie and then to Jay.
7: Hi, Angie. How are you? Hi, Renata. Thanks for taking my call. Um, The other callers pretty much kind of covered what I was going to say, um, because I'm going through the same thing. Um, I actually carry a backpack. Um, As far as, like, trying to keep that backpack light, I um, make sure, like, I don't get, like, extra mail. Um, I get rid of envelopes. You know, uh, shred a lot. So that I can have important papers, you know, like your driver's license, all that kind of you know, insurance things like that. Um, the food situation, like I, I get water. I had to walk I, I had to walk to the grocery store or drive almost every day to get um water from a glazier machine. Mm-hmm. So and so if I leave it at home, if I don't drink all of it, I just take it as a loss. But I don't buy like a lot of food like the one gentleman said. But one thing I do you know, I I try to do. I really, I cannot stress this enough. I really, got, I go to God so that I can have peace because they want us to be like you read earlier. They want us to be full of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I try to fast and and you know I fast and pray and I ask God to release me from the things of this world. You know, I don't want to be all hooked up with, you know, because we came here without clothes on our back.
6: Mm-hmm. and we got to
7: think like that. We got to have that mentality. So. I try not to put too much into, you know, these material things that we have. But um like the keys and everything like they, you know, come in and they'll they'll unlock my door, you know, leave it ajar, you know, to try to scare me like it's supposed to. I really think it's because I'm a female, but they don't intimidate me <laughs> cuz I know how to yeah. pray and it just doesn't, you know. I just I just pray about it. Um but um I I put locks on like on my um my um purses and things like that. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I try to, you know, buy the little small locks. I, I use them, but, like they said, they can get in those. I'm trying to think. There was something else that um, he I, mentioned. I'd like um,
3: to ask a question. I'd like to ask you a question. Okay. So uh, you, you, you take your food items, some of them, with you in your backpack. So
7: my question is, have you no. actually – Oh, I'm sorry. What's in your backpack? You said you take your backpack? No, I, I take, like, um, well, like my laptop. My my a netbook. I take things like um, that. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, like any in paper. You know, like I don't leave important paperwork at home. Um, you know okay, things like I, that. I just I try not to take too much.
2: I'm
3: sorry, Angie. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you if you've ever uh, experienced a food contamination because I thought that that's what you. Oh yes.
2: Yeah. Your food.
7: Okay. So you have. I have. I have, but um, in my home. But that was some years ago. And then, um, and it was a bad um, incident, and then um, at a restaurant. So I don't go through drive-thrus anymore. Okay. Um, and I do, like you said, I go where I can see them, you know, like, or a buffet, somewhere where I can watch my food being, you know, cooked. Mm-hmm. And even if you carry a backpack, if you go to the doctor offices or places like that, they always try to figure out, try to get you to leave your bag unattended, you know, because they, they like to mess with your head. And yeah. and they 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 literally have gone in in my um, backpack before. I mean, these people are roaches, yeah. Panic roaches. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, I think I covered pretty much um all of it. But yeah, um, I was gonna suggest the the padlock on a refrigerator. I haven't gotten to that point because I try to eat things like that comes in packages. Like um like I carry sunflower seeds in a container in my backpack, but that's mm-hmm. it. I won't carry like you know other foods and other things. Um. You know, I I
2: don't,
7: I don't know, most of the time, like, just some days I'm more, you know, I'm just like, if I buy a loaf of bread, I'll just ask God, um, you know, to, you know, i pray over my food, or I'll put it in a freezer, you know, I try to freeze things, and I'll put it plastic, like um, the saran wrap, and I make sure, you know, kind of see how it was before, so I can know not to go, you know, to, to eat it. That kind of thing, but and I know it sounds and it is somewhat paranoid, but I try not to let it get the best of me. Right. Yeah. Well, you've had those experiences, so I don't even know if it's paranoid. You're being cautious because you've been down that road, you know. That's true. And as far as the keys go, they definitely. Um, I mean, they let you know that they give they 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 give people your keys and management, I mean, I was just talking about this earlier. I mean, he's bold about it. Like him and his workers, they let me know that, you know, they're watching me, that they're in this game, and they have these little, you know, little happy satanic grins on their faces. They really um, get off on, you know, trying to scare people and bother people. Mm-hmm. So management, they have let me know, you know, maintenance, and like the hose and the clothes and things like that. Oh, trust me, that per- I can relate to that person. They do that.
3: Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Angie. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks a lot. Okay, so the only thing, and let's see, it was something I thought about. I think it goes without saying that if you're in public, um, you don't want to leave your drinks or your food and then come back to it. I think think that goes without saying. We all should have learned that when we were very young. And that still applies today because... um, these people will do something to your food if you turn your back even for a minute. Um, also, it might be a good idea to buy smaller portions of things uh, where you don't have a lot of leftovers. You shouldn't have to do that because it's always more economical to buy things in bulk. However, um, in the case of, of, of your of people coming to your house and contaminating your food, you probably want to buy smaller portions or frozen items or... Um, as Jerome said earlier, canned goods, which are not the best for you, but, you know, you may have to do that. All righty. Star 8, if you want to get in on the conversation we're having about food contamination, maybe you've gone through it yourself or, you know, some remedies uh, that people can try to apply where they don't have to constantly take their food with them. Hello, New York. Yeah, we no. Hey, Charles.
6: Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, hi, everybody. Look, um, I wasn't going to say nothing because um, you touched on um, a lot of the things that um, that I wasn't going to say as far as, um, okay, probably one of your best bets is to go, go to the restaurant, but that's expensive. That's a lot more expensive than, um, than cooking at home. But, you know, if you're um, working and everything, you know, that's probably the best bet. But, um, they will, they, they, they,
3: they will poison you
2: at
3: some restaurants
6: too. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, they'll poison you, but like, like you said earlier, um, go to places where the, you know the, the food is on um, place right in front of you and stuff like that, and cooked right in front of you and things of that nature. But the one thing that comes to mind when thinking about you know. What happens at the restaurants? I mean, like somebody putting something in your food, you know, or something like that. I mean, really messed up things is that people that's not involved. Okay, when they when they see it, they won't say the damn thing. Mhm. True. I mean, that's that's really that's really messed up. But really, that's all I had to ask. I mean, all I had to add because um, everything was already um, mentioned.
3: Well, thank you, Charles.
6: Yeah.
3: I'll tell you something else. Uh, say, for instance, if you're at a pizza place and you're buying pizza by the slice and you can look through the window and you can see all the pizza or the hot dogs or the pretzels or whatever, okay, and you can see it, you choose the one you want. Don't let them just give it to you. That's one thing I've learned. You choose. Say, I want that third one on the
7: fifth row back there.
5: <laughs> you know,
3: Um Especially if there's a lot of people, chances are they have not poisoned all of them. But they may have that special one waiting there for you. And I'm not trying to make anybody paranoid. And I'm just saying we have to take precautions. And so uh, that's what I have learned. You pick. It doesn't matter because they're going to grab one real quick and, no, 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 I don't want that one. And don't be shy about it. I want that one. I want that one. Or it can be, it can be anything. Anything that you can choose from, you choose your chances will be a little better of getting something that's not contaminated. You know, that's just evil, though. For for someone to do, to, to intentionally um, contaminate or poison somebody's food, that's just
4: evil. That is just evil. Okay. Hello, Virginia?
13: Hello? Hello. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about myself. I'm going to talk about shopping and food. <laughs> okay. I want to say that Coast to Coast at night is advertising and have for a while selling concentrated food in airtight packages. And you can get like three meals for $10. Well, the other night he had 72 meals. I think it was 72 meals for $90. And they're sealed, airtight packages. So if anyone ever went in them, you would know they had been opened. And I thought that was a good idea. I think he was saying if we had an emergency, then you have this concentrated food. So that's a thought. If you listen to Coast to Coast, they'll give you the address for it. Secondly, instead of buying tin cans, which are bad, now Green Company makes a tin can that's lined, and that's probably safe. Otherwise, try and buy glass bottles of things instead of tin cans. And when you open them, eat the entire thing so you don't have any left over. And I save those glass jars, and I can put things in them and make them look like they've never been opened. So I do that in my house You do have to, you said something very important. Check your refrigerator frequently. Make sure the gasket is good and tight and make sure that it's working fine because I have a neighbor who screwed up mine last week and the freezer was freezing funny and I thought, what's wrong with this? And water was running down my refrigerator. She'd been in there and she's screwing up the gasket. So I scrubbed it and softened it and put a chair against it when I left. Putting a lock on your refrigerator is a magnificent idea, and I put a combination lock so you don't lose the key. So yeah, we just... That's a, good point. A,
3: that's a good point. Hang on one second, Virginia. That's a good point Virginia just made. Um, someone had brought up the uh, the uh, putting a lock on the refrigerator. Virginia said put a combination lock. That way you don't have to worry about someone having a duplicate key. Very good point. Go ahead.
13: And and don't buy the 99-cent one. Spend a couple of dollars on it and buy a little more expensive combination one. But check your refrigerator frequently. And i tell you what I did. I laid some (laughs) – this sounds awful, but I don't care anymore. We've been discussing on all the other calls, Rhonda, that we need to start brainstorming how we can do something with these people that come in our homes because they can get a key in a day. The one next door I can put locks on, and she'll be in here in a day. And one day with the mailbox, I was going three minutes. She came in, stole a $100 bill out of my purse, and rarely in my lifetime do I have one. I was hiding it for an emergency. And And she does all of this stuff. So you know what I did? I started putting white tape over top my storm door lock. And underneath it, I put some lovely pieces of cut glass. And it was written in the lawsuit that I had put cut glass on my storm door lock. And she had to know that in order to write it in there for the condo association. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. She didn't do it anymore. They were breaking the lock on my storm door so they could open it and spray chemicals on the big front door, my steel front door. They drilled nine holes in it so they could put stuff in there. But back to food, um, let's see, what else do I do? Uh, I don't eat out. I'm afraid of eating out, and I don't eat buffets much because they're open. Now, some people like to do that, and of course, for us, it's a good thing, I suppose, but just be very careful where you eat your buffet and try to get to know the people so that you know it's a good, safe one. Uh, A bunch of things people mentioned were really good. Uh, I was going to add a note to those. Um, Sometimes you can put your food in a plastic bag and seal it. You can hide it somewhere else for a couple of hours when you're gone I want a roommate and would like to have one and have a room to have one, but, you know, I've got to share the rent and the cost. I can't afford to give someone free place to stay, though I would love to have a roommate. Next thing you can do if you have a neighbor and you're gone for a couple of hours, try to make friends with one neighbor and, Figure some excuse you can make up that sounds good and say, I'm being bothered. Would you mind watching my door while I'm gone for an hour? Or my friend 20 years ago used to tie a thread around her door or something that would let her know when she came home if they had been in her house. Mm-hmm. And if you can set up something. One time I put a glass of water over top of the door when they went in and poured on them. Oh, it was wow. such fun. Okay. <laughs> i call, put you on There's
3: other people waiting to speak. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Sorry.
13: I'm going to think of food. Well, you know, the best you can do with food is just buy packaged food or See on food and, oh, water. That's what was mentioned. Instead of having to go get water every day, you can buy those glass bottles. Find them on sale and they're cheap. So just open one at a time as you drink it. And then when you come back, you still got all the water bottles, but if they're not open, then you should be safe. Uh I'll think of board later. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thank
3: you. Okay, uh, Tumi in the uh, chat room says that uh, you can look into getting a fingerprint lock. But Tumi says um, she is not sure how how well they work. But uh, that's a really good point. That's that's a real good suggestion, I should say, because um, no one else has your fingerprints. So try finger fingerprint padlock. I'm sure you can get those at um, Walmart or. Target or any store like that. Very good. Thank you for that suggestion.
2: Hello? Hi, Renata. Hey, Angie.
7: Hey, one more thing I wanted to tell you guys is that um, um, as far as, like, having pizza delivered to your house or even if you call and go pick it up, they have our phone numbers. They know there's some kind of code that they see when our phone numbers show up on uh, these restaurants, at restaurants. And, of course, every business has a 1-800 number. so they have caller IDs, including social service agencies, for sure they do. Because that's what I, um, I used to work in that field, and we always get their phone numbers because of the 9-11 event. But um, there was one quickly... Um, incident when I um, called McDonald's before I realized that I was a targeted individual, Mm -hmm. and um, I was trying to get um, them to get bike racks, you know, at their restaurant, and uh, one of the kids there, he sounded like really young, probably a new employee, when I called and asked for the manager while he had me on hold, he said to the manager when she came to, you know, to the phone, he was like, "Um, what's that flag on her phone? Why does she have a flag on her phone number? It came up. And so I asked the lady, and she said, yes, she admitted it, that there was a flag, and she said I would have to call the regional, um, the uh, head, you know, uh, office or whatever. So they know who we are. And when I try to order a pizza, lastly, um, the uh, pizza place, like, they know, they do things to your food because they know our phone numbers, and they were disappointed because I had another phone number. And that's another thing. They always want to know if you have another cell phone because they want to tie you in. They want to know who you are, you know, before you even get there. So I just want people to be aware of that. Hmm. And that was it. Thank you. Thank you, Angie. You're welcome. Yeah,
3: they
4: definitely do know. I guess they have caller ID, just like we have on our cell phones and home phones. I think, too, that
3: that whole... uh, discount thing, and this is going to another subject, but that whole discount thing and and the fact that uh, they do have your phone programmed in when you call to uh, order takeout food and things like that, I think that's another way of tracking every single thing we do, everything we eat, everything, everything. Because along with the fact that they have your phone number, it also comes up the last time you ordered, they already have your address. Everything is just documented, everything.
4: Okay. California. Hello. 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 Yes. Uh huh. Renata?
12: Yes. Oh, this is Keiko out in California.
3: Hi Keiko. How are Hi. you?
12: Oh fine. Um a lot of people mention a lot of things I do with food. But I also wanted to um mention um and I've mentioned it to other calls too, but um, I've noticed uh, that uh, the usage of this trans, I mean, it's it's colorless, it's odorless, and it's got this gel all over the place, um, uh, on my phone, in my flashlight, but also on my toilet seat, and also on the bathroom basin and such. And the reason why I mention this is because I'm not quite sure what the substance is used for, but I do know that somehow it's connected to uh, me getting sometimes diarrhea and things like that. Or um, There's another one in the bathroom especially that looks like pencil marks on the toilet seat. That, if you sit on it, I know it will cause (laughs) diarrhea. Um, But anyway, I guess um, what I wanted to just mention then is um, before you eat, anything, I would, uh, you know, look at it and particularly smell it. Uh, if you smell something, um, like I had, uh, I usually don't leave uh, bottle water, I mean with bottle water, but I had one, I was going to finish it later in the afternoon, and I, uh, I left it um, when I went to the bathroom. And later on in the day, I was going to drink the other half, but then it smelled like Clorox, and, mm. um, yeah, and I uh, actually tasted a little bit, and then it was Clorox, <laughs> so I said, well, this is not good, um, so, but, yeah, sometimes, and then there was one time my husband had got something from outside, and I I just, we just didn't eat it because the bag already smelled like um, like. Um, you know, like, I don't know, decon or something, you know, the, the mouse um, <laughs> poison type of thing. I said, no, I'm not going to mess with this. So I, I It was a loss, but I just threw it away. Um, but just, just be cautious. And um, uh, the other thing about that clear um, gel, see, I still don't know what it's for, but it's ending up uh, more and more on things uh, that I use. So, um, I don't know and also something on my hair and also when I was in the bathroom, I don't know if other people have experienced this, but um it, i I might wipe the thing off and clean it and then maybe five minutes later I felt this drop from in the air. You know, I mean there's nothing there's no vent or anything. It just and then I looked and it's that same thing but it's it it just dropped like out of the air. Now either Someone's in the room, or maybe it's done by a computer. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so not to get too uh, nervous about things or anything, but now, because um, I I had experienced something drop near my food when I was eating. So even just for a while, just for a not not all the time. If I'm eating something, uh, in between what I eat, <laughs> I just cover the food a little bit and then take the the cover off and then eat the next portion just for a while only because I got sick about two, two times and I had uh, not only diarrhea but I had uh, a real bad headache and this went on and occasionally i checked for like two, three days. So um, I, I just wanted to mention that maybe other people won't hopefully experience that type of thing but just to be careful.
3: Thank you very much,
12: Kiko. Yeah, so, and I just wanted to say hi. I I always uh, think of you. I do listen to your calls. Uh, I just haven't checked in or talked. But, um, well, thank you. I'm glad you listened. I hope everything is, is well with you and your husband. Okay, so I'm going to mute and go back so somebody else could talk. Okay, thank you, Kiko. Uh uh-huh. huh. Bye.
3: I do want to um, piggyback off of something that Virginia said. I meant to say something after she had finished speaking. But she mentioned the, um, oh, I forget what you call it, like the thermometer or something on the refrigerator. My food was spoiling a lot. And I could have jumped to the conclusion that it was being contaminated, but I didn't. I decided to kind of research it further. And so I I called um, a repair person. And come to find out, my thermostat on my refrigerator had gone out and the freezer. They had both gone out, and that happened twice. And and so when they repaired it, everything was fine, no more problems with the food. But the food was really spoiling, and it had a smell, and uh, the meat would turn brown after like a day, and um, you can really get sick off of that stuff. So I decided to, to, to see uh to, to start uh with checking the refrigerator to make sure the refrigerator was okay and that the freezer was okay. And turns out they were not. The the thermostat had blown out or broken or whatever happens to a thermostat. I don't know that much about refrigerators. But once the person repaired it, um that was the end of it. Okay, so you do definitely want to check to make sure that your refrigerator is okay. Because refrigerators and freezers are not designed to last a lifetime. They have parts inside of them that uh, help them to function. And if one of those, and they have many parts, actually, and if one of those parts go out, you may not know it, and it will cause your food to spoil. And I mean spoil fast. Ours was like spoiling overnight. And... um, and and so that that's what the problem was with, with my food. So you guys probably want to start with checking the refrigerator, especially if you are a renter. It is your landlord's responsibility to fix those things. So have them to send someone out to check, because that's the first thing you want to check, is to make sure the refrigerator is okay. All right, so I'm glad you brought that up, Virginia. That is a, a very
4: good point. Okay. Hi, Jay. Hello. Hi.
11: Yeah, I did have a quick story. Um, a story of uh, um someone was telling me, a friend I was telling me. She said um her one of her best friends was recruited to um be a gang stalker against her, and I guess um. They kind of lied to her and tricked her into becoming a gang stalker. I guess she thought she was doing something good, you know, like, um, I don't know, a good citizen or whatever. So she said um, it came a day that she went to um, one of these, like, FBI-type meetings, and they revealed to her in in the meetings that they were going to start poisoning her in the restaurants. And when she found that out, she was afraid, and she informed her friend that they're going to start poisoning her, you know, she confessed everything, like, you know, they were paying her, they're watching you and everything, because she was afraid for her friend's life, so mm-hmm. after that, you know, they started targeting her, because she confessed to her friend, you know,
2: mm-hmm. so she
11: got, she got into a situation that she thought she was doing something good, you know, but until she found out the truth, you know, so, in the end, she became targeted, and she was telling me that after she confessed, they started targeting her, so, like, severely because she confessed, you know. So these people, they sometimes they get tricked and they don't know what they're getting into, you know.
3: That's so, true. It is very true. Everything with right. this program is based on lies. They,
11: right, they lie right.
3: to the stalkers. You know, they lie.
11: Right. And a funny thing is they sat down and had a meeting about poisoning someone, you know. How crazy is that? Wow. Yeah. So, and who that's does
3: all you say? this be. is This huh? is someone that you know?
11: yeah this is someone that i'm gonna I'm, i know i'm gonna um i wanna i want i wanted to get an interview from her but um i'm hopefully i probably if you want you can have her on have her on um, on your show and she can talk about it you can like question her i think you could um ask some more questions but she her, she said her friend confessed to some like detailed information told her everything you know and i was amazed you know
3: I yeah mean, i would I, love to speak with her give her my number Jack.
11: Oh okay, okay yeah. Cause she was, she told like, I mean, the story she was telling, I was amazed. She said that they, they, they offered her like. She said that first, the girl was a Christian, and she said she was, her friend didn't admit how much money that they gave her, but she said it was enough that she walked away from God. She said that they paid paid all of her like student loans. Her friend started, you know, bought a new car, you know, things like that. It was crazy. You know? Oh yeah,
3: we definitely need to talk to her. Um, right. Thank you, Jay.
11: All
3: right. Sumi in the uh, chat room says, "I wish you could have held it together and became a mole for the TI community." Uh let's see. It was another comment. On my... Oh, uh, D in the chat room says that his uh, old stove went out. Uh, the thermostat went out about three months ago. I'm telling you, do do definitely check with the uh, mechanics of your appliances because they do go out. They're not designed to last forever. And I'm telling you, the food spoils real fast, and it smells really bad, and you know something's wrong. So do check with that. And have your landlord to fix that. You know, at least check it. At least have them to check it.
2: Hello?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to remind people that um, the technology that's being streamed into your home, it comes in different forms. One of those forms is a heat stream. Another form is a puff, sort of like a a feather against the skin. Those are sonic pulses, the best way to explain it. Uh, But they can also be low, very, very, very low uh, frequencies. Uh, If Mm -hmm. those things are bouncing off of your wall onto your ceiling or off of your ceiling onto your wall in a location nearest to you and your home isn't immaculate, I mean, everyone does their – most people do their best to try to keep a clean house. But there are just certain areas of the home we won't be able to keep immaculate, which is the ceiling you're going to get particleized substances falling down into your drinks, falling down into your food. So you might not necessarily be poisoned directly, but you're getting a cross-contamination from the elements that has built up inside of the home itself. So I think all persons who are undergoing some form of remote harassment need to keep that in, in memory. As far as your appliances in the home, uh, Uh, For the last two days, I've been dealing with what feels to be an extreme uh, form of an energy surge on the skin that resonates as heat, and it singes the surface of the skin. I've already Mm -hmm. gone to the doctor for this more than once. They don't understand the difference between a burn and a singe burn. They assume a burn is when the skin itself has melted away, you have the underlining of the first layer of the skin exposed or muscle, those are severe burns. A singe to the skin is still burned, it's much like a person that lost their, their eyebrows because they were too close to a barbecue grill when they lit the uh, the flames and it blew up in their room. Those particular, and what I, I, I surmise is it's the electrical current being used as a heating element, like a blue flame inside of the home. Uh, when it comes in contact with your main appliances, it helps break these things down as well as your piping system. So everyone just keep, keep that in mind. And, uh, we all need to keep each other in prayer because this is demonic. It is nothing about this is, is, is moral. Nothing about this makes any sense because even if you did a wrong and, uh, you had some type of restitution that you paid, or you, you you paid for the 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 event in some form or another. God does not impute upon you uh, a chastisement over and over and over again, and that's what this this system sort of denotes. That when people are brought into this this blanket of assault, that they're being assaulted because they are teaching some people a lesson, and some people they're just trying to. To harm for the entertainment purpose, and this is not how God works. Forgiveness is a one-time thing that you do, in the sense that the first moment that you decide to do it is done. You don't keep go- you don't have to keep going back to forgive a person if you forgave a person sincerely, nor if you repented from your heart, not your mind, not your emotional state, from your heart. True repentance brings about Godful, sorrowful Godfulness, meaning that you don't want to return back to that same sin again. When people do this, there is no God and I in heaven saying, I'm going to teach you another lesson because last week, you, I, gave, I forgave you for that. But this week, I still want you to learn the same lesson I taught you last week. That does not exist in the spiritual realm. No. So I, I love you, Sister uh, Renata. God bless you. Thank you. Thank
3: you so much.
4: Very inspirational and encouraging.
9: Hi, Jerome. Hello. Yeah. Um. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Um. Like I said, this boy, this boy always comes here at the conference call, and he came. I want this on record. I want this on the tape message. He came in here. I don't know. He uh, he came through the door. He made me uh, know that uh, he came through the door. Like he it was pretty loud. And he went to the bathroom. I don't know what he was throwing around in the bathroom. So I asked. I went and I said, "What are you throwing? What are you doing in the bathroom?" Then he started shouting at the top of his lungs and said, "What am I doing in the bathroom? I'm I know I'm I, I live here. I'm uh, you know I pay rent here." I said, "Stop throwing things in the bathroom." So he did that to bait me. Uh, he wanted me to come off the conference call. So he did that to bait me. And then he started uh, saying some names about, uh, you know, saying, oh, you faggot. Uh, you know, I'll show you the. Uh, what do you. Saying? I, I, I paid not uh, very much attention to him. I tried to grab him. Um, but um, he asked me to step outside, you know. And uh, I was trying to friggin'. Uh, find out what was going on with this boy's head, and then as soon as I got outside, I understand what he was doing. He was trying to get the, na- the perp neighbors to be witness for him, because I said I told him, if you want to jump me, why don't you do it here in the privacy of this place where you can beat me properly because you're stronger and bigger, right? So he took it out to the uh, he took it out to the street to make a bunch of noise for the perp neighbors to uh, to see. Okay. Um, so he tried to have a physical confrontation with me, kind of, but he brought it out to the street. There was a whole bunch of shouting and carrying on and whatnot. You know, shouting at the top of his lungs that everyone in the house could hear, and he was stomp, 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 stomping up the stairs. Uh, so I don't know what the uh, outcome is going to be from this. Um, I tried to I tried to tape it because he's saying a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of uh, uh, taunting statements. To try and uh, hurt me into uh, into physical combat. Okay, so I don't know if that was his instructions today to uh, come and uh, interrupt uh, the conference call and try and uh, get me incarcerated by getting him uh, getting me to hit him. Okay, but the interesting thing. I'm glad thing you. Did,
3: I'm glad you didn't um, play into his hand. I'm glad you didn't fall into that trap.
9: Did yeah, but, but 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 here's the thing though. Um, he there's a woman that lives upstairs that yeah. did. The landlord and them, they're trying to pretend that there's no one at on the second level. Now he looked up to the second level, a girl standing at the sliding door, and said, I will see you later. I will see you later. So he hangs out there and does his targeting there to make me believe that he's not here. Okay? He he goes out sometimes, and I'm supposed to assume that he's gone somewhere, but he actually goes upstairs, and I knew this. He goes upstairs and hangs out with his lady. I don't know if they're having an affair or having a a, a relationship. Okay, but he does hang out on the second level. It was confirmed because he looked up when he was doing his stupidness. He was shuffling backwards, and he was trying to make it look like he was a the victim. There was a problem with uh, – I tried not to to listen to him. But, uh, he said, what's the problem with uh, – what is my problem with him, dog? <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, that's the way he talked. He was shuffling backwards, you know. So um, – he just wanted to make a scene, and he wanted the perp neighbors to uh, to stand witness, and uh, you know, hope that I would hit him or something. So um, yeah, that that happened. It was it was pretty loud, and it was pretty it was pretty intense. I wanted to get it done on uh, on record. You know, uh, he's yeah, he's uh, th- that's just the way he is. I knew he would come with something because I've been ignoring this boy, this boy. I've been ignoring him, and uh, you know, his his tactics have failed. You know, for the past four days, I've just walked past him like a walk past the wind, like a piece of dust. So he had to intensify this. So this is what he came back with. He came he came back and uh, with this intention of disrupting me, uh, the conference call. Like he's banging. Oh, I don't know what the heck he was doing in the bathroom, but it's slap, slam, 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 slam. And I said, what the hell are you doing in the bathroom? Are you trying to kick down the bathroom? What are you doing?
3: Trying to get your attention.
9: Yeah, trying to get my attention, and then he started blah, 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 started shouting at the top of his lungs about don't effing and ask him what he's doing in the bathroom. I said, Who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. You know. So and yeah, and that's and that's it, uh, that's the way it went down. But I just wanted it on record. So uh, we'll see what's unfold. I, tr- I called a few witnesses down here. Hopefully, they didn't get here soon, just to uh, just to stand witness as to what's going on. He he. Yeah, he left uh, uh a while back or he's upstairs probably. Hiding out. with uh Oh my god. The man the man is like I said, he's mentally deranged. Mentally well you deranged. know, he
3: was sent to do what he's doing to you, Jerome. So just uh, don't fall into the trap and keep yourself safe and just stay away from him if at all possible.
2: It's Don't
3: want to annoy you or provoke you. You know, because yeah. that's all of this is provocation kind of stuff. And you know, you just have to deal with the noise campaign, unfortunately, or go out, or you know, maybe go to your girlfriend's house, or or just get out and just get away yeah. from him. He's he's not worth. you going to jail for.
9: No, he is a bird. He's a criminal and a felon. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not, and it's not even an option. I'm, I'm not going to go for go go to a go to jail for a scumbag like that, he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he has gun charges, he, uh he was part of a gang, uh, he was part of a gang member, um, what's his name, David Palmer. he he used to be part of a gang, and I don't know his street name, but he's uh, got weapons, dangerous charges, so he's been charged, and he went to jail, and this is why he's perping, he probably perp for a lesser charge, or perp for early release, uh, release from jail, and they put him in here, so that's what I'm dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. That's what's been happening.
3: Thank you. No, I'm sorry. Uh, if anybody has any, uh, thank you, Jerome. If anybody has any suggestions on how Jerome can deal with this um, perpetrator roommate that is constantly trying to provoke him and right now is doing noise campaigns and things, uh, Jerome says that this guy always gets real busy with his uh, stalking tactics when he gets on the call, when Jerome gets on the call. So he's there now causing havoc. And um, if you guys have any suggestions on how he can deal with this. It's kind of rough when you actually have these people as roommates, you know. It um, makes it even harder for you to have any kind of peace uh, because they are constantly trying to get under your skin. And I'm sorry that's happening, Jerome. Just stay calm and definitely do not hit him first. Do not. You know, words are words. Let them say whatever, but don't, don't, uh, don't lash out because you will be the one in jail. And like he said, he has these other people in the in the building that he um, is friends with. So of course,
4: there'll be a witness for him. So just be careful. Hello, Ohio. Hello. I muted someone.
3: Okay, Star eight if you would like to speak. We'll be wrapping it up here
2: soon. Hi, okay, Ohio, I'll put you back on
4: hold. Hello? Hello, Renata? Hi, Cynthia.
15: Hi. Um, <laughs> wouldn't you know, I've had those roommates as well sent to me, and... Uh, I had, in the early 90s, I had this girl that was a roommate that I had worked with when I lived in New York City, and I didn't know it, but I now know she was into the occult and a practicing witch, and she made my life miserable, and uh, thankfully, we would rented this house under uh, using credit scores and stuff, and so when things went south, the landlord made her move out. And then uh, and then I had a roommate in California when I lived in L.A., and same thing. Uh, you know, he was, like, sent to me to be my roommate, and he wasn't so bad. Uh, but after that, I said, no more roommates. <laughs> and that's, I didn't even know, you know, anything about the satanic world. You know, I was unsaved at the time. But I was like, you know, what is up with these people? So... If Jerome can, he's he's going to have to ask this guy to leave if the if the lease is in his name only,
2: or he's going to
3: have huh? It's not. It's more like a rooming house where different people rent rooms.
2: Oh And he's already tried
3: to get the Jerome. I don't think you mind me saying this. uh, He's already tried to get the manager to uh, get get the other guy out, but the manager is someone in on it as well. You know how that goes.
15: Oh boy, yeah, I do. Oh, what a bummer! It's a different,
3: it's a different situation. Jerome didn't pick this. This roommate is different. People rent different rooms.
15: Wow, that is a bummer. So I don't know what to tell him then. Just to stay in prayer, yeah. but uh, because that's oh, what an awful situation. Okay, sorry, I don't have any any more to add than that. Yeah, it's rough.
4: Very rough. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. Sir 8, if you would like to speak. Hello, Texas.
0: Hey, Renata.
3: Hi. Hi,
0: Hi this is Don.
3: Hello, Don. How are you?
0: Fine. Also, it's 2-28 in chat. Um, But I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, This ideology or belief that these perps have, wouldn't that be considered like the mark of the beast? How so? Well, I don't think the mark of the beast is going to be something that's going to be stamped on you. I think it's more of like, what do you believe in your heart? Uh, Just as Christ accepts us for what we believe in our heart, not by something we've done. Or goal that we've accomplished—it's about what you believe in. And if you believe in the system that these perps are doing, which is demonic, you have—I guess you would say—Satan is your savior, which I would consider the mark of the beast.
4: But the Bible defines the mark of the beast. Have you ever seen that scripture? I'll find it for you.
0: It defines, I, I, it defines. It defines it. Mhm. Yeah, you, I. I, sorry, I don't recall. Sorry. I just say I don't recall every a uh, thing or item. Okay, let me see. I think it's more just like you know, Jesus Christ. When he looks at our heart. It's how he sees. It. It's not like what we've done.
4: Well, the Lord
3: does definitely look at our hearts, but uh, as far as the mark of the beast goes, so it is defined in the Bible. Let me just find it. I know it's in Revelations. Um, I think thirteen. Let
0: me find it. Anyway, go
4: ahead. Go ahead. What you're saying.
0: But but that's 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 really what I want to make a comment on.
4: So you think um, uh, that the mark
3: of the beast is a thought process, basically. It's it's based off your belief system?
0: Uh, Correct. I mean, because you wouldn't do this if you were a believer in Christ. There's no way. What you believe in is what you're going to do. How you're going to, you know, try to carry yourself, what you believe in. You're going to try to model yourself after what you believe in.
3: I do believe that, but I think I think that your this is just my opinion and going off oh. of the word that I believe that your uh, belief system is separate from the mark of the beast. I think that's two different things.
0: Mm, okay.
3: You think it's all uh, one? It, 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 well,
0: I guess it could be.
4: Okay. All right, so let me read this to you, okay? So this is
3: Revelation. This is the King James Version. Revelations, uh, I'm going to read 16 through 18, okay? And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And then no man buy or sell save he that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that understand count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred three four and six. So that's the six six six. So the way the Bible describes the mark of the beast, um and he and then and it goes back to Revelation sixteen. Uh, 13 and 16, and he shall cause all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. So that's the mark of the beast right there.
4: Uh, it's a mark in your right hand or your forehead. Does that make sense? You can uh, bring it. Your- I, yeah.
2: I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. hmm you
3: can read that um, for yourself. That was Revelation 13 16. and 16. Okay. Well, actually, I read 15 through 18, but where right. it describes the mark of the beast as verse 16.
0: Okay.
3: But, yes, our All thought right. process has a lot to do with what we're going through. Yes.
0: Okay. But that, that's what I wanted to just make a comment about. Okay. Thank
4: you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hello, Jerome.
9: Yeah, hi, Renata.
4: Hey, you all right over there?
9: Yeah, I'm I'm good. It's 45 years Kung Fu, trust me, and uh, third Dan, uh, trust me. Uh, he doesn't make me shiver, shake, or feel intimidated in, in any capacity. Uh, it, yeah, it but ain't, you it have to be but, more yeah, just...
3: careful. You have to be more careful than most because isn't that considered like a deadly weapon, the Kung Fu?
9: You probably, yeah. I, 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 they, they hold you accountable because of your training. They always mm-hmm. say, "Couldn't you have done this or couldn't you have done that?" You know, but right. uh, self-defense is self-defense. But you know, what I was trying to say is not a rooming house per se. It's not a rooming house. Okay, I'll, I'll explain it. My situation is, I rent the room. It's a master bedroom. Okay, now it's not really. He has. It's not really a room. It's a den but um it's small it's way smaller than a, than a than a than a bedroom it's a den so it's a bedroom and a den that's down in the basement he rents the den and calls it a bedroom but it's it's way smaller than um than uh than a bedroom okay so i run i i rent the lower level there's someone that runs rents the second level and there's someone that rents the first level okay so everyone has their own entrance and everyone has their own um Situation going on, so it's not like a rooming house. It's like different part, uh, different apartments. There's third, which is the basement, second, which is just above me, and then there's the first, which is above the uh, second. So there's this individual, like there's three part uh, apartments, and uh, because of my financial situation, I needed someone share the rent with until I could, you know, move forward. Now I don't need the scumbag, and he refuses to go. He's like a tick. He's like a roach. You know, he just uh, Sneezes in here, does his targeting, and then leaves. Or just when I'm sleeping, he does his targeting, and he's also targeting the landlord. Like I don't know if he's trying to get the landlord to sell the apartment, but um, he's doing a whole bunch of things to the uh, to the uh, to the uh, to the house. Like he's oh, he's just a scumbag. I think he's trying to get the landlord to sell, like uh, causing uh, damage. I already brought that up. So um, yeah, that's the situation. It's not a it's a rooming house. It's like a a house that's. With different apartments, like three different apartments in it. I think I'm the one that has a. As far as I know, that has a roommate that had to, but, you know, but, break down the rent a little bit. But yeah, you
3: you share a kitchen with him, right?
9: Yeah, unfortunately, that that's going to be the common area he gets out, and then when he gets out, that's that's all under under uh, me. So. Well,
4: thank you for the clarity.
9: Okay. All right.
4: All right, Star 8, if you would like to speak. Star 8. We have about 15 good minutes
2: or so. Hello, Florida.
1: I just want to clarify something, um, and not in in an aggressive way, more of a confirmation. The technology that we're all uh, being exposed to, it goes back to the story of... um, David and Goliath, like I tried to explain, but I'm not an engineer, so I don't think I did a great job at it. Um, the reason I keep bringing that subject up is because Goliath was the offspring, and this is the key. Goliath was the offspring of uh, the 200 uh, fallen angels that fell on to Mount Hermon, I believe it is. And that is uh, within the region of Syria, uh, the... the the west portion of Syria, uh, upper region, and Lebanon facing the ocean. And the upper portion or the bottom level of Turkey, this is very important for everyone to understand because the first people to use this type of technology in the form of mirrors were the Greeks. Now, this marker to be 666, when you do history, uh, because the Holy Spirit has been causing me to do some research um, along the the terms of uh, history. When we do the history, the fallen nation that the Bible talks about that must be destroyed will be wrong. I know this, and anyone that knows the Bible should know this as well, because all of the gods of Egypt or Africa or Kemet, were destroyed. He destroyed every last one of them, although there are historians today that says that that, that event never occurred in Egypt. But what people don't understand is, uh, just like we have uh, government scandals in our generation, and you won't find that that information printed anywhere unless it got leaked or was mishandled and it just unfortunately became exposed to the general public. We had scandals back as far as the time of uh, the children of Israel being in Kemet, um, which that's a whole different subject matter. Back to the topic of the the 666. The 666 is a system integrated with the memory and thought process of the human body. This is why you keep seeing uh, today's generation so up in the roar for nanotechnology to be integrated into the human uh, tissue. The Bible and Revelations give us a, a preview of this. All those who took the mark will be um, then not later in, in time cursed, found cursing the sun because nanotechnology don't belong in human tissue skin. So they're going to have very adverse effects to this ma- this particular technology. We unfortunately are not those who've received the mark. I heard some person. On another forum, sort of think that because we have these implants, those who have been unlawfully implanted, that you are now a part of the Mark of the Beast. No. That particular Mark of the Beast system, you have to give up your will to worship God. You have to willfully deny the creator of this earth rim. And by the time the, the society and the generation that Satan is trying to birth into the earth rim to have that type of mentality, fully evolve into the earth realm, there won't even be a mention of God. It will be self-God. You are God. This is the time of the year of the man. So, so let uh, me
3: ask you a question, Kimberly. What do you think the mark of the beast is? Do
1: the you think the beast, it's a microchip? The mark of the beast is exactly what the Bible says it is. It's an integrating system that you either receive into your forehead or you receive into your hand.
3: But um, what, what physical object do you think the mark of the beast is?
1: We're talking about nano implants or we're, we're talking about nanosensories like the cloqu- the cloquia. Those who are deaf that want the the ability to hear, they've been retrofitted with clochias. Those are very dangerous because these things could be hacked, these things could be turned up against some some, um, individual's will um, and misused, Uh, much like the technology is going to be misused in reference to the Mark of the Beast. But unlike the Mark of the Beast, they're not giving up their will to hear for the world system, Mm
2: -hmm. they're only
1: giving up their. Their will of consent for the opportunity to hear is is a totally different subject matter, so okay. uh, it is going to be a system of either, uh, or either neural implants because it, it talks about the the forehead or the hand uh, biometric chips, all of which are still dangerous because uh, once you receive these things into your body, technically you are now have robots. If you really want an understanding, technic- you can be defined, technically have robot. So let's say I, I, dev- I develop a drone that wants to seek out and destroy all robots. Well, how is it going to distinguish you from a human uh, versus a robot? Because now you have technology in you that identify you as robot as well, part human, part robot so there's a lot of things people really need to be considering thinking on the terms of the future our grandchildren our children right now our government system is being repatriated back into the old world uh the new the, the united states that we know today is called the new world the old world is where this market be system is going to play itself out that's why you see china in the rise that's why you see um asia in the rise um i mean japan China and India on the uprise in the in the world market system because okay I'm gonna let
3: you wrap it up because there's about three other people we only have like ten minutes left so go, go okay
1: because the wealth is being transferred to that location where this has to play out and I thank you
3: okay thank you that's interesting I want to have you to um come back uh call me if you can Kimbreit so we can talk. Maybe you can come back and we'll dedicate some time where you'll be able to talk about this more. 510-688-7277. Call me when you get a moment, please. Hello, Virginia.
13: What was that lady who had a call, a room for rent last week? I tried tried to find you. I had someone to go rent the room. Who was that?
3: I don't know the person, um, Darlene Miles. Is the per- is the one who told me about the person? Darlene Miles knows the person. I just simply told Darlene I would mention it on my call, but I have no idea who the lady is. I just know that she's an older lady looking for a roommate in uh, the Southern California L.A. area, and she's looking okay, for well. a, a single female, no pets. That's all
13: I know. Yeah, this is one lady. She called me the next day, and I lost my telephone, don't have your number, so I didn't have it. What was it, 510 oh, what? 688 eight,
5: six, six, eight. Six, eight, eight,
13: eight. Um, okay. seven two
3: seven seven.
13: All right, well, I'll tell her about it. Secondly, we had a good food call going, and and it was was great. And people got to learn when they get on here to say something and say it one time, not repeat it 25 times. And thirdly, your calls are wonderful. The man that just talked about the chips and the mark of the beast, there was a radio TV program on that last week, and they were saying modern-day chips are the mark of the beast. The tea, your refrigerator that you talked about, they will turn your freezer and refrigerator temperatures up and down, so check those frequently. Another thing, if you have a patio or a balcony, I have a big ice chest I put out on my patio. and All the neighbors can see it. So put things in that. So if anyone comes in your house and gets your food, they'll have to go out there and get in that, and the neighbors can see them. And then I have a... Pantry in the kitchen, I put a dead bolt on that. That helps. That's all.
3: Okay. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you. That was good. Good advice. Okay. Star 8, you have any closing comments? We are about to wrap it up. Hi, Dave.
14: Hey, it's Steve Brooklyn. Just wanted to thank everybody for all the good advice you gave. Yeah, oh,
3: very good advice. I hope some of it helps.
14: Yeah, thank you. And Jerome Hang in there. I'm over here in Brooklyn, New York. Dude, I go through the same thing. I'm not I'm not a rent I mean I am a renter, but um I understand living in a split level home in a in a big property that has multi levels and you got a perp that's messing with the other folks, I've seen it, I've been through it, I go through it. Hang in there, dude. And everybody else y'all have a blessed Memorial Day weekend.
3: Thank you you too. You're so Thank positive you. all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, anybody else? R eight. Two things I just want to go over real quick. I did I should have did this at the top of the conversation we were talking about the food tampering, but this is on uh <coughs> excuse me, inspection, uh, is inspection and this has to do with food uh food tampering. Okay, food tampering is the intentional contamination of a food product with the intent to cause harm to consume or uh, to a private company. Oh, let's see, let's see, wait a minute, let me back up. With the intent to cause harm to the consumer or to a private company. Food tampering may affect any part of the food product, such as the product itself or it can affect the packaging and the label. Tampering with food is a serious matter and is a punishable offense under the Criminal Code of Canada. So this is a Canadian article. Um, In Canada, food tampering incidents do not happen often. However, it's important to be cautious and to familiarize yourself with the issue of food tampering, causes of food tampering, A person or persons may tamper with food for a variety of reasons, including trying to draw attention to a cause by getting free publicity, extortion for personal gain, mischief or a prank, terrorism, and that is a form of terrorism. I agree with this article. Uh, Revenge, it also falls under a crime of revenge. Um, by causing financial loss or ruining a company's reputation, uh, reasons known only to the perpetrator. Uh, let's see, let me think of the name of this restaurant. Uh, it's in the back of my mind, I read an article that their restaurant was was uh, purposely. Uh, Sabotage. They were real good. They what is that restaurant, you guys? They do everything organic. All their meat is organic. Um, and they, Chipotle, Chipotle, is it Chipotle? Yes. Their food is is good. Uh, everything is is supposed to be organic and um, Natural News did an article where they said that the government intentionally tampered with their food and people were getting sick. And so they're almost out of business now. They they you can go in there and walk right up to the counter. Like they used to have these long lines, not so much anymore around here. I don't know about the other areas, but their um their business went way down after people started getting sick. And according to Natural News, I I have no idea if it's true, but Natural News did an article that said that their restaurant was intem- it, uh, uh, was intentionally contaminated, um, the lettuce, the whatever stuff they use. And so people stopped, a lot of people stopped going there because they didn't want to get sick. So that's what this article is saying, that it could be uh, people's food is tampered with uh, due to acts of terrorism. It could be uh, revenge by causing uh, financial loss or ru- ruining a, a company's reputation. Um, And then it says that maybe only the perpetrator knows why they're doing that. Measures to prevent food tampering uh, in the food supply chain. Let's see. This is probably more for restaurants. Uh, These measures support our already strong surveillance and inspection programs. Okay, that's this organization trying to stop it. Uh, Here's some signs that food has been tampered with. It's sometimes hard to tell if a food has been tampered with or, or if it has just been accidentally damaged. In either case, you should not eat suspicious food products. Signs of tampering may include packaging that has been opened and resealed, products that have damaged, uh, that have been damaged or missing safety seals, or tamper evidence seals. And let me tell you when you are drinking something when you buy uh, a bottle of water or a soda or a juice, make sure you hear and feel that seal break, okay, because there have been times where people have gone in the stores and put something in drinks and then refilled it uh or just put the lid back on it. I should say, and I've seen that in the news over the years it doesn't ha probably doesn't happen a lot anymore, but that's just one of those safety measures that you can take. You should always hear the the, that seal pop and break. You should always hear that. If you don't, or you can't remember, oh, did I hear that seal? Then don't drink it. Don't drink it. Okay. Maybe it could possibly have been tampered with. Okay. So products that have been damaged or missing safety seals or tamper evidence seals, products or packaging that is cut, torn, punctured, or discolored, products that are dirty or damaged products with strange odors or flavors, and that's what Jerome was saying earlier, his food has strange odors and flavors, cans or jars with signs of leakage, spillage, or corrosion, vacuum packed products with no vacuum seal, packaging that has been altered including labels, product lot codes, and other identifying information, and the presence of a foreign object or non-food item in the product. Now I want to say this, uh, just because you buy food from the grocery store or from a store, do not assume that uh, the date is good. I always check expiration dates, and you would be surprised at how many items are on the grocery store shelf that are outdated. I always check uh, dates. I don't care what it is. I look for that expiration date. You would really be surprised that they will sell items that are outdated. And if you get home and realize that it's outdated, take it back, okay, because you can get very sick. Okay, steps to take if you find suspicious food products at home. Okay, don't eat the food if you're suspicious of it. Get medical attention right away if anyone who has had contact with the food feels sick. Don't handle the food more than you need to. Carefully place all food in a sealable container even if it's half eaten, partially cooked, and so on. Close the container and write DO NOT EAT in capital letters on the container. Keep any unopened containers of similar products, uh, but do not open them. Keep the food away from your regular supply of food and away from your family, and do not feed the food to pets or livestock. Call the police right away. And call the, this is for Canada, this article is a Canadian article. So it says, call the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, and the uh, phone number is 1-800-442-2342. So, Jerome, that's a number you can use since you're uh, in Canada. You can call these people if you, if you want to do that. And the number, again, is one eight hundred four four two two three four two, 442 2342 and that is the Canadian Food Inspection
2: Agency. Okay, and they
3: supposedly, according to this website, they will open an investigation.
2: Okay,
4: all right, that's it for that. Okay. All right, let me just do this one bit of motivation, and then, Jay, we will take your
3: comment. Okay, this is from the Daily Motivator, and this will end this call. Um, After this, I will unmute Jay, and that will be the end of this call. Okay, Uh, this is the Daily Motivator by Ralph Marston, and it's called Choose Your Best Mood. If you feel like your mood has imprisoned you, Remind yourself who has the key to unlock that prison. You do. Your mood at any moment is your choice. You might base that choice on what has just happened or on something entirely different. Yet it is always your choice. Your mood is never forced upon you. So don't treat it that way. See your mood for what it is, your choice, and make that choice an empowering choice. If your mood is pulling you down, there's no need to fight it. Just change it. Let your mood reflect your best present possibilities rather than your past disappointments. Align yourself with those possibilities by making them the lens through which you view life in this moment. You can make anything of your mood. So make it one of positive energy and appreciation. Choose to let your mood lead you forward, and it will. All right, I like that. Uh, You can choose your mood. And there's a lot of things in a TI's environment um, that will change your mood. And, of course, moods can be manipulated. We know that with the direct energy. But you can change your mood. And um, I believe in earthing, doing a lot of grounding and things like that, and I did some of that this morning. That changes the way I feel. It helps me to feel better. Um, so look into that kind of stuff, okay? Look into earthing. Look into meditation, into prayer, into comedy, you know? Um, watch things on television that will bring your mood up. Uh, surround yourself with people that will elevate your mood. Okay, we have to try. We know there's a lot of things being done to us, but that doesn't mean give up. Just Just keep trying. Try to keep yourself in a in a decent place. Of course, you know, things are going to happen where it's not even um, uh, rational. Is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> uh, for us to think that we're always going to be in an upbeat mood. But for the most part, you want to try to get back to a decent place, okay? Do not let these circumstances define who we are and dictate our life to us. We can uh try to get into a better
4: place, okay? All
11: right, Jay. Hi, Jay. Hello, Renata. Hello. Right. Um, and I was thinking about your video about how you say evidence gathering. You should gather evidence that would help you, and I think people need to um, really watch that video and listen to it. Like the guy who's dealing with that bad room, roommate, if he gathered evidence, you know, who knows, he probably could legally get him evicted. Or, you know, the people that's having their food poisoned, if they gathered evidence, they could probably get it to stop or sue the company. You know, sometimes we forget to do that. Even I sometimes forget to do that, gather evidence, because we're in this program that we think that no one would care, but we should still do that.
3: Yeah, you definitely should, especially if this stuff is online and, and, and your uh, people are... Uh, Contaminating your food on a regular basis—that's that's not okay, and that is a crime. That's a crime,
8: right? You know. And
3: as far as eating out at restaurants, I, I write down where I eat. I know where I eat. Right, I do. Right. I always write that stuff down because it's really important. Because uh, it's it's amazing how many people they have gotten to go along with this uh, satanic system, and right. how many people are 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 so comfortable. Um, doing things that they know are harmful, right? You
8: know,
2: to the right,
3: people and, and could possibly kill someone. What was that? Um, I think it was one of the YouTube videos. What would you do? And they were showing how this guy was pulling people out of the grocery store. I'm sure you guys saw that. I'm just gonna yeah, un- I
1: saw it. I saw
3: it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to unmute everybody. Uh,
1: we have probably well,
3: actually, time is up, but we can go about five more minutes. This is an I ABC just, show. Yes, mute your background, please. Um, yes, it was an ABC show. And they show how they get people to do so many things to people just by this guy flashing his fake badge and saying he was an investigator and I need you to go follow this person and do that to this person. And I get a lot of that. I get a lot of the regular, who what appears to me to be regular people. And I think they use that same technique a lot with me um, that they showed on that uh, ABC show. But, but the point is this this guy was able to get people as far as like kidnapping a child, um uh and then the one lady it, he had to put something in someone's drink. You guys remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He do. actually
3: He actually did it. He mm-hmm.
2: actually did
3: it. And I'm like, wow, people will just do anything because someone flashes a badge. Uh but.
2: yeah.
9: You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you you're you're absolutely correct, you know, because I think um I think this guy, David Farmer. I think his handler is his probation officer, right? And I think this guy's been uh, taking him around the neighborhood. I don't know if he's got like a, a badge or, or he's probably has some ID car, um, card. Because one, because I, one of the things that I did yell out in the neighborhood was he was a felon and a criminal, and he was and he was like, uh, like he wanted me to, to be quiet. So I think these neighbors think that he's some sort of uh, agent for. Uh, working for the for the government or something i don't know what they said uh, how he introduces this criminal i think uh, maybe they tell him that he's an investigator or something but um yeah i, ne- I never even, it never even occurred to me to think uh, from that angle but um yeah he's hiding behind someone that has authority so mm-hmm. the guy that has authority can say anything that he wants to that uh, this isn't just uh, an investigator that's that's uh, in the neighborhood because he's keeping an eye on this guy and you know, we'd like you to, uh to uh, you know, uh, we'd like to enlist your help. You can keep an eye on this guy because whatever, whatever. You know, so it never even occurred to me. But um, yeah, this guy's a criminal.
3: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jerome
9: This guy's a criminal. And I'm not sure that everyone knows this. So they're they going along with this government department, and they assume that this guy is legal and clean. But he's mm. not. He's a felon. Well, here's here's
3: the, here's the problem I have. It's one thing if you say this person is under investigation, and I need you. someone mute your phone, please. Um, this guy is under investigation, or this lady is under investigation. We need you to watch watch out. You know, watch that house, watch that room, watch that apartment, whatever, uh, for us, and let us know if you see anything suspicious. That's one thing. Okay, that's one thing. I can see how a person would. Will go for that. You know, okay, you showed me some documents that look official. You showed me your badge, and I'm helping the police to uh, combat these bad people. That's one thing. But Mm -hmm. when you start saying, now, I want you to go over there, and I want you to do this to that person. I want you to go over there, and I want you to say that to this person. So now you're provoking people. Mm -hmm. That crosses the line. How How can any intelligent person think that they are helping at that point? When they have you, oh, I want you to act like you're going to run over this person. I want you to act like, I want you to hit this person. I want you to um, say that. You know, how do they, they, these intelligent people think that they are helping some investigation at that point?
5: Renata, they believe in authority, number Renata. one. Trust authority Renata. too much. Yes, who's
3: calling my name? I'm here.
5: Renata? Yes, I'm listening. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but I got this young lady I met in Oakland. And, she, and I told her about the technology, and she heard of it. And I gave her your conference number for her to um, get educated about it. So she's on the call now, and I told her to listen in to what they um, do to people. I told her about the government mind control. I told her about uh-huh. the stalking techniques. So she want to listen on your line. And if she may have any questions, you will answer them for her. But I want her to get involved because – She's a young girl, and I want her to start educating the other girls out there so they won't be locking these young girls up and putting them in mental hospitals and then having them pregnant and then taking their baby saying they're going to be ill because I've been seeing that they've been doing that to some sisters. So thank you. For allowing uh, me to bring her on the call, she's on the call. She'll be on there to listen to what's going on. If any questions she have, please answer her questions. Because I did tell her that the government have technology that could transmit a signal to a person's head and get put a thought in their mind and have them doing things they shouldn't do. And she's kind of devastated. But I told her that it's not bad as it could be if she know about it. That's what we're right. for to educate the, those who don't know. That's so true. Thank you, Amy.
3: Um, Actually, the call has ended. We're actually about to hang up. We've been here since 12. We're here every uh, Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but you are welcome to go back and listen to the archives, and Amy will give you my number. You can call me if you like. Um, Tell me your name, please. Amy's friend. Is she there, Amy? She's talking to you.
4: Uh,
3: Yes, okay. Give her your number, Renata. My number is 510-688-7277. What is your friend's name? Is she on the
5: phone? Yes. Uh, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me let you talk. to Here, she want to talk to you because your phone is on mute and she don't know where you're at.
2: Here.
5: Oh, um, what did you say your number was? I'm sorry. Okay, what's your name? Natalia.
3: Natalia. Okay, nice you. to meet you.
2: Thank you.
3: Um, it's 510. Uh-huh. Eight
5: eight six eight eight.
3: Yes, seven two okay. seven seven. Okay,
5: Miss Renata. Yes, Renata R E N A T A. Okay. Yeah, my name is Nacilia.
3: Okay, it's nice to meet you. What city do you live in? Are you in the East Bay? Yeah. Okay.
12: Oakland. Yeah. So oh, you you're in
5: Oakland. Thoughts,
3: you
5: just
12: want
5: to know.
3: Okay, well, give me a call because I'm in Oakland,
5: too. Okay, I sure will. Thank you.
3: Okay, and and Amy will show you how to listen to the archives because this call is ending right now, but if you want to go back, I don't know how long you've been on the call today, but if you want to go back and listen, there's a lot of archives there to listen to.
5: She uh, got you. So thank you because, see, she wasn't targeted, but I just asked her out of the blue. I said, do you know about the government mind control? She said she heard of it. And where she say that from? I said, oh, I got to get these people on this call. Said, Although she's not targeted, I just want to know who knows so I can start educating the people because I ain't looking for the people targeted. I'm looking for the people that heard of it so I can have them join forces with us. Yeah, we
3: need, to, um, we need to alert everybody to what's going on.
5: We do. Because,
3: you know, even if a person is not targeted now, they might be targeted in the future, or some people are targeted, they don't know they're targeted, and by us informing them, then they can identify with it, or they may have friends or family
5: members who's targeted. Right, and I told her uh, uh, my mission was to prevent people from being locked up that wouldn't be locked up if they knew about this technology.
3: That's true, very true. Well, thank you. Okay, so there were some people on the call earlier that wanted to know about the um, the call that happened on Thursday with Arizona. And what was that Tucson, Arizona? That was Tucson, right?
5: Amy? Right, exactly. So what's the status? Yes, wait, are you, are you, let, me, you, let me tell you what we decided to do. Okay, uh-huh. we learned... That it's it's nothing personal about uh, no one, uh, but when you we talked about it, Renata, we needed to have you know a certain amount of people on the call, and then if the ones that's on the call don't understand that it's a scheduled call and they just were to listen on the phone for training purposes, they um w- and do anything outside of that, then it would not be right. So what had happened was we got disconnected and then the call kind of went a little bit backwards because Javanka had to, Cal City official, uh, Javanka Beckles, she had to repeat herself twice. And the first uh, time she uh, spoke, it was more on point than the second time she had to speak. So I kind of hate that she had to speak twice to the city officials and so that what I was told which I I'll just say this, is some serious evidence was in that room and those people are about to go to court. So it's everything is looking good for those zona. So, only difference is that we just need to wanna pass the resolution. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because those targeted individuals, I don't know who they are, but I will say this. They're supposed to be the ones who have their implants removed. That's all I would say.
3: So are you guys just waiting um, to see if you'll get a follow-up with those people in Arizona? or?
5: Uh-huh. Yeah, they're going to do a follow-up, and then I'm getting ready to ask. Uh, we working on asking uh, Eduardo Martinez to be on the call. Because you know um, we build a relationship up with him, too. And who is that? I don't know who that is. The um uh, the city official, the, the um Eduardo Martinez that got voted in uh, recently um, a year ago. Uh, going on a year ago, he got voted in, and now I just found out he just became in January the vice mayor. So I'm sure okay. I'm gonna go over there and talk to him.
8: Okay.
5: Right. Okay. First, I want us to focus on the stalking is first stage of when you know you're targeted. And then the second level is you lose things and people around you. And then the third stage is the weaponry,
6: right along
5: with you being discredited that for your claim after you know what you know. So I'm working around that area to expose what is happening. And I'm also um, getting ready to, I'm in process of writing my first book. And I'm I'm getting the sister from the Million Woman March help me with my book. And it's going to be a three-chapter book because I don't want a long book. I want people to understand what the targeting is. And the book is going to consist of um, my introduction of how I was targeted. My targeting goes back to the 1970s when my mother was signed up for government welfare and food stamps. I automatically and my brothers, we were put in the program automatically for that reason. My mother did not think that the United States government will put her children into the government program because she asked them for welfare and food stamps.
8: Mm
5: -hmm. So my book is going to go something like that. And then also when I had uh, invented a product and I... Uh, my product was stolen from me because my product was a reduced uh, stigma on African descendants being the number one uh, leaders of HIV and AIDS and my patent was stolen from me for, so I could never change the uh, statistic report and then on top of that these people fall in 2011 I told them that they would be harming my son they had a security officer that had conceived a baby with my son in, in prison, and I found the files that they created of my son, the baby with this with the girl. So they found the security officer to as a computer match to conceive a baby with my son, and then the baby has a um I have one ear. He can hear out of one ear. I know she's a beautiful little girl, and I love my granddaughter. But I'm asking the Department of Corrections should give me uh, a pay for that um that um that, uh, test, pregnancy test, because uh, my son was in their custody, and they had my son to see this baby. And then it was uh, the way the baby was conceived. She was conceived on a date, the date they killed my son's father, which he was uh, in prison. And they gave him a surgery, and um, he bled, bled to death. And then the date of the girl conceived in prison, the baby, it was on his birthday month. And then the other baby before he went to jail and they were setting him up. They the baby was conceived on the on the, the person Jonah R. Montrenga's birthday month, the one who was harming me. And I found the files of Jonah Montrango's name with this baby name in prison. That was conceived in prison. So I know who my hand, the handler is that's harming me. Hmm.
3: That's interesting.
5: I know it because guess what else I want you all to know. I studied how oh, they have everybody on this electrical grid and have everybody brainwaves locked up um, uh, set up on this uh, network. It's based upon our year, our data birth, and our year-to-date matching with these handlers because Jonah Montrengo is born in the same year as me, and then the other handler is born in the same month as me. And then his daughter is born in the month where I got employed, where he lured me over there to work at the security office, the officer, officer, security firm on the Department of Transportation contract. Because my former employer had something to do with me targeted, right along with Montranga being an agent, assigning me to work over there for them. So everybody needs to know that some of these employees are connected up with these government contracts are putting their employees in these programs. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got in there, the program, because I discovered, I created a computer glitch and saw Jonah R. a photo, and he must have whined at them people and told them I, I discovered his identity as an agent, and they gave him permission to torture me. So now mm-hmm. I, I know what I know. I'm exposing why he's torturing me with these others. And his daughter has to follow my son, too, because I just recently found him. So Montrango had hired his daughter as a family business to help target my son. And the reason why I couldn't connect the dots about him at first, because I did not know that he wasn't living in, in Austin, Texas. He was a local from San Francisco, and he was programming my mind to deceive me to think that he lived in Austin, Texas instead of, uh, of a local, so I could have went to the police and had and had told them more information about him instead of vague information. I didn't know at the time these people can manipulate our minds.
3: Okay, you guys, I'm going to have to call because I have to do this other call, but um, I'm going to have to go. Thank you, Amy, for everything, and thank you for telling your friend about the call.
2: Thank you, too.
3: Okay, thank you all, and have a blessed week, everybody. I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. If you are on the action committee, give me about uh, 20 minutes or so, and I'll be on the next call. Okay, thank you.
12: Okay, bye. God bless, everybody.
10: With Lucky Landslots,
12: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
8: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?